VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back to the Goons. Welcome back to the Goons. Welcome back to the Goons. Oh, the guy's just cutting out. Welcome back to the Goons. <laughs> it's straight up cutting almost out. no audio. <laughs> Every time he tries to pronounce the G, it just cuts uh, It's like, like welcome back off. to the Goons. <laughs> he can't so just, take it. <laughs> it's just Does cutting it not work? Hang on. <laughs> You're probably clipping. I forgot to head it on. <laughs> Did it not work? It was it good enough to it, it was good for this podcast. It meets all our right. standards. There's no hey, listen, there's two goons here. All right. There's two goons. Blarg is busy. McNasty is busy. So it's me and Do holding up the reins. Yeah, buddy. And I, I decided to bring my two best friends, Mr. Brady Riggenbach from Slackjaw and Ethan Howell, as you know. The boys. Welcome. Dallas, you kind of <laughs> look like Neo from The Matrix with those shades on. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> or a, or a racist dad. You know, <laughs> way, way too invested yeah. in a little league game. Gotta be up in three hours and go fish. Yeah. Do I know a lot about the universe or am I just going to say the N-word? You, you'll never I know. I saw you in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is this is going to be a great episode. It's very different. I, I, I honestly, I prefer, well, not prefer, but I really, really like when we do episodes of the podcast that are involving a, a, a different uh, crowd of people. It yeah. adds a new layer, a new a new layer of, uh, it's like homemade mac and cheese. Yeah. You know, Amen. some people, the, the crust layer when you put it in the mm. oven, yeah. sometimes isn't very good. Sometimes it's really good. So I we like brought that. on some new crust today. A new crust layer to the mac. I'm the good crust. Hey. Yes, you're the good crust. Yeah, we're the last piece <laughs> out of the box. As as I'm a corner piece, though. Oh. <laughs> Are you guys fans of homemade mac and cheese? It kind of depends, dude. I don't know if I've ever had homemade mac. Like, what makes it homemade? Do you have to make the noodles, too? <sighs> That's a good question. Go. What, dude, How homemade go. is homemade? <laughs> this fucking guy. Dude, you know what? I shouldn't have asked this. <laughs> what I already knew you were going to. Is that not You're a gonna valid come question? Out with some left-filled fucking question. <laughs> I thought you were say some leftist question. That's because all dude eats <laughs> is microwaved bologna. Bro, I ain't ever had bologna <laughs> once in my life. You don't have to make the noodles to have it homemade. I mean, you can, yeah. so but that's like that that's like radical fucking extremist level of That's homemade. like Amish mac. Basically. I think it's like yeah, baked mac definitely. and cheese. Well, Isn't yeah. that what it's called? So so the noodles are done, you just add the cheese and you call that homemade. Right. And you put yeah. the breadcrumbs on top, throw it in the oven. All right. Yeah. It's like I would cheese go so lasagna. far as to say if you get it from a freezer, it's not homemade if you're baking no. in the oven. No, yeah, sure. I would not. Like a Marie Callender's, like family macaroni, like Stouffer's, that shit's kind of no. ass. Yeah. But like, no. Homemade macaroni, like Cracker Barrel style? That's a shit, bro. Stouffer's lasagna is pretty good, though. I have to Stouffer's, say. Stouffer's lasagna <laughs> is like, I, I'm That's convinced. Okay. I'm convinced you, you, 
in that short amount of time between baking a Stouffer's lasagna versus making one, you can't make one that good in that amount of time. Oh, it's I the agree. best you can buy frozen. Yeah, best yeah, ROI probably. on macaroni and cheese for sure. That's what me and Brady <laughs> for sure. Me, me and Brady that was our uh, that was like our fucking last supper before we recorded our album. Oh yeah, that, that's that's what we put in the oven. We put it in the oven and the I shit out of it. We dude, we forgot about it. We fucking forgot and the whole the whole top layer of the lasagna was just burnt, dude. We air. This Airbnb just smelling fresh to death, baby. And some burnt it, lasagna. It was completely burnt. We put it like up at the very top shelf and then let it sit in there for like three hours. Oh. At like oh. 450 and yeah. forgot about oh, it. We shit. peeled it out and it just smelled like death. And the top yeah. of this fucking thing was just black, peeling That's apart. That's well done. hard. There was like soot on top of it. It was insane. Hot damn. I will say, though, I'm not really a fan of homemade mac and cheese. I don't know about you guys, but like homemade... <laughs> mac and cheese on like Thanksgiving where they bring it in the uh, like the casserole dish. Mm. I'm not really a big fan. It's not my favorite. With not the breadcrumbs on top? Bread you can do breadcrumbs. Some people just do another layer of cheese and they like they burn it. And then they bake it. it. Yeah, Some but it's bacon like, bits in there. <laughs> cheese on I mean, top. You, I'm not seeing oven. the problem here. Yeah. I was going to say well, what, what is so bad about that. this, bro? I'm just not a. It's it's I'm not necessarily against mac and cheese. I don't know about you, dude. I don't either. I don't, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of an elitist when it comes to mac and cheese. Yeah, but like I really am. I'm not gonna lie. Amen. You just mac said you don't discriminate. You said you're I don't, an elitist. I'll I'll eat it. I'll sit there and I I will eat it, but I will judge it. I'll still enjoy it, but I'll be like, mm, oh, uh, okay. As I'm okay. stuffing my fucking fat ass gullet, I'll be like, it could have right. been better, but you know what? I'm While not you're at Longhorn, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll you're still, still complain though. I'll still complain, but the 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 burnt layer of cheese on top of homemade mac and cheese that that just needs to be it needs to be obsolete. It needs to be getting rid of. We've nah, reached I a point agree. in time. Have I we like evolved it, yeah. past that? We shouldn't be buying yeah, that. the burnt like layer. It, de- it depends. Yeah. Well, if if it's burnt, it's no good. But if it's just cooked, take your thir- layer off and give it to thoroughly me. incorrectly, then it's always a good good time. <laughs> <laughs> our dude, our friend Josh, we we do like a a, a friends giving. Where we get like all of our friends together, and we'll like go out in the woods, and and sacrifice and, and, people. And, and, it sounds a lot worse than it really burn is. Burn the top layer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we'll we'll just go out in the woods and start like a fire. <laughs> okay, I'm really digging, where I'm digging myself the fuck a hole. is this going? I'm digging myself a <laughs> hole. We make here. a funeral pyre, and then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we make a crucifix. Not nah, we just go out in the woods. And, and, and we, we make an everlasting we just, fire on that crucifix. Yeah. We just go out in the woods and we we bring like a pop up table. And when, and everybody brings like their own dish of food, and we go out in the woods, and we have like a friendsgiving. Like I, we usually do it like the day after or day before Thanksgiving, and it's just like a bunch of a bunch of friends that all get together. And our friend Josh, his mom, had uh some craft. It it was made by craft, but it was like a homemade mac and cheese recipe that uh, Josh's mom or something like uh clipped off the back of a really old. Craft mac and cheese box from back in the day, mm-hmm. and oh my god, dude, this homemade mac and cheese—I've never had anything like it. Because normally I don't like homemade mac and cheese, but this this craft homemade mac and cheese was fucking god tier, dude. It was god tier. Try some of it. It was so good. I think you did. I think you had some. Mm-mm. I think nah, you were at. Trust me, I would know. And you were judging it the whole time. You were eating. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did. I was like, yeah, we'll see about this. <laughs> and I was I was wrong. I'll admit when I'm wrong. I was wrong. It was good. Anyway. The great mac and cheese debate. The mac and <laughs> cheese the, podcast. 
Are you guys move on to the vegetables? I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> We're all are you here. guys more? Are you guys more Velveeta or Kraft? If you Velveeta, bro, for sure, hundred mm. percent. The Velveeta shell yeah. thing comes in a brick. It's just fucking pure lard Kraft. cheese. Ooh. Absolutely, Kraft, for sure. Yes, I'm a, Kra- I'm a Kraft guy. Can melt that Kraft. down. Yeah, Kraft. Kraft equally split here. This is interesting. Yeah, let's have Kraft a fight enjoyers. and see who wins. <laughs> Velveeta is enough to make you sick after you eat it for a while. It makes you feel it's like you don't need enough. Because it's so good. Yeah, you, you, you gotta build up shit immunity. Ton of craft, and then you can still feel good after you eat it and <laughs> not feel like death. Would you rather yeah. eat a little bit of god tier food or a lot of dog shit? I, I disagree. Craft is not dog shit. Comparatively, craft is god tier, dude. Craft is definitely god tier. Mm. I disagree. Velveeta god tier. <laughs> Velveeta is fire. I like the Velveeta cheese that you get in like a block. Yeah. If you make like a cheese dip, that's good. <clears throat> oh, Duber used to make some bomb ass cheese dip out of that. Yeah, dude, you put some rotel, <laughs> you put some rotel in it, and like a little bit of sausage. Oh my god, yes, that sir. Shit, that changed my life. Sounds pretty good. It's not bad, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to hear about I want to hear about y'all's uh, Florida concert and shit. Oh god, dude, that that's why I had uh, Brady and Ethan come on, dude. The our trip to Florida, oh my God, it was. Let's hear about it. It was Very something. Unique. I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. Like we've the beginning. If like we covered the events chronologically from Thursday to Monday, it would take up the entire length of this podcast to tell on the story. <laughs> like there was so much shit that happened, it was insane. I, I do want to talk about it because we like Slackjaw as a band. I, I think people have a yeah. big miscon- misconception when it comes to like. Slackjaw as a band because you know they they see me as a YouTuber and they think that everything is like some high production big sort of event and it's like that could be that that's like so far from the truth of what it, the reality of it mm-hmm. yeah because we're like the band stuff we <laughs> we are very much new to everything we do and so everything we're doing is like a, a literally a learning moment it, yeah, it's like I was just we, getting ready to say that we get offered uh, shows or whatever, and we will say yes or no to a show, yes. and that's just kind of where we go from there. We've never been in a position where it's like we want this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, with an event or a show, like we want this to happen and this to happen. We just we want a parking we, spot. Yeah, we just <laughs> we 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 <laughs> literally show on. up. We literally just show up and kick ass. Take some photos and then ask for we, nothing. Yeah, we don't. Literally, we we left uh, a venue. We we just we we'll, we'll leave places and not even ask for payment. We just we're we're so into it and so much having fun and just we don't even care. It's like we don't give a fuck about the money or we about just love anything. the art, bro. Yeah, the adrenaline. You know when you're up there doing it and having fun. It's like, dude, the money. It's like, oh yeah, well. Thanks for the money, but we that's not why we're here right. kind of thing. Yeah. We're just here to fucking kick ass. Well, that's probably why you draw such a like a, a reoccurring crowd too, is people can feel that energy. You know? People are like these for guys sure. are just fucking loving this. So Yeah. We yeah. have a very big like community vibe with our fans, I think. It's it's nice. Like everybody feels like they know each other. It's really cool. That's super cool. Yeah, it's and like awesome. I feel like on behalf of everybody in the band, we fucking need to thank everybody that's listening that uh came to the shows and got shirts because we didn't lose any money going 
Like we were able to pay for all of our gas. Hoorah. Like we had a yeah. really successful first five days and, and it was because everybody fucking came and, and wanted to see us. So yeah, without them, that, yeah. that would have been and bad. That, that's something that a, <laughs> a lot of people don't talk about, dude. Like the whole, when you, when you start talking about money as a band, it's like everybody kind of gets real like standoffish when you, when you bring that, the money aspect up, but yeah. it, it's important. It's like you, you know, as fun as it is and as as much of an event as it is, it's like money is the the overall sort of like business aspect. It's like we're still fucking, we still got to pay for stuff. We still got to buy strings. We still got to get gas. We got to get food and everything. So like the money thing isn't important, but at the same time, it, it is still a very vital aspect to how it operates. And dude, yeah. the shows, the shows we had in Florida, for people that don't know, uh, I'm in a band with Brady, who's here. Uh, he's the guitar player. I do uh, bass and vocals. And you know, but before before YouTube became a reality for me um, as a career, being in a band and everything was was right there with YouTube. It was mm-hmm. it was always YouTube and being in a band making music. Same. And um, you know, whichever happened first was just whatever happened there was never any like direct sort of i know this is going to happen versus this it was it was just however the wherever life events, took you yeah yeah wherever the events happened to take me is what, what the happened. cookie crumbled yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> literally that's that's how it goes and uh obviously the youtube thing for me took off before the band and we've been very fortunate and and grateful for everything that has happened with the band in correlation to the YouTube stuff. I mean, we still have a, a whole lot of, of people that come to shows and, and don't really understand the, the difference, which is fine, you know, as long as they're there and having fun, but it's, it's been wild. It's, it's definitely been something that I, I personally never would have imagined. Like looking back at, 11 year old 12 year old me who was like yeah dude i fucking i love metallica and this is what i want to do it's like the just Mm -hmm. the 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 overall fucking aspect of it it's mind-blowing it's mind-blowing it is can i tell you a little story about when we were on uh the trip on sunday when we got out of lake worth sir well i want to do let's 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 i want to explain everything in chronological order of how Uh, it happened it had to do with what you were talking about just being thankful it was a personal anecdote. But right, when I was, when I was walking back from the Wawa, I was thinking about that, like how I could have been working out at any kind of uh, chemical plant factory or like any of the other shit that I've done that sucked, like twelve hour shifts and rotating and all that shit. And like as I was walking back to the bus, I was fiddling with the lock on the on the door, and I'm like, man, why can't I fucking open this? You know. And I sat there and thought about it, and I was like, you know what, dude, you could be wearing a pair of waders going through someone's shit in their bathroom fixing the tile or you could be you know working a fucking 12-hour shift right now like this is cool that you could live out nine-year-old use fucking fantasy like going and playing shows all across the united states that shit is like it still feels like a dream i don't know perspective baby yes sir yeah yeah it's nuts yeah dude playing guitar Playing any instrument, it's just, it's something that, you know, we we can all relate to. It, it, it's just making your own path and 
and everything. It's just something about it, you know, like just having your own little thing that people really love is fun. And that's all it comes down to is just having fun, man. Like whenever we go play these shows and do whatever, it's all a, a camaraderie of, of like, let's go out here and have fun. It's like the fun aspect and the let's do justice to why people showed up and, and have a good time before any of the, the financial bullshit comes into it. You know, we just, we want to have fun and do what we, what, what we felt like we were put here to do kind of in a way. Hey, you know? I know that dude. I know that for yeah. a fact. I never would have thought as a kid that we would be offered and, and bro job, the band that, that took us out, and uh, you guys probably know Bro Job from uh, McNasty's outro. If you're watching the podcast, they like uh, this dude Andrew from Bro Job. He uh, he's I, I'm I'm assuming he's kind of like the mastermind behind behind all of it. And he uh, you know he uh, helps a lot with stuff, and he's helped us a lot. And he uh, he made uh, he's he's in end of an era. If you heard of McNasty's band that he's working on in music that McNasty's trying to uh, get out, uh, Andrew's a part of that end of an era, and he's in Bro Job. He's one of the singers, and he uh, offered us this this like touring thing or whatever. And we we were offered this from him because you know he he knows us mutually through McNasty and just from the internet and everything. And he offered us this, and it was like no hesitation. That when we got offered this, it was just like, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We, we booked it you immediately. Know, we'll we'll take whatever we can kind of get. And uh, it was in Florida, and our our we had three shows in Florida. We had a show in Orlando, Florida, a show in Jacksonville, and then a show in like uh, Lake, Lake Worth, Worth which mm-hmm. is basically West Palm Beach, Florida. If you're not sure where Lake Worth is. And it was like a no-brainer. It was just kind of like, yeah, we'll be there and we'll do whatever the fuck we need to do to make this happen. Yeah, and, um, 100%. Yeah, and we're still very, very new to all of it. And we <laughs> uh, we have an RV that we use to travel around to... For now? We have an RV. We have an RV that we use to travel from show to show and have everyone sleep in and and everything. And... We uh, we decided because uh, I'm the person that drives the RV, <laughs> and yeah. that that is uh, I I would have never thought that that my life and the path that I've chosen <laughs> would would end up with me driving a, a fucking 32 foot long RV with a trailer attached to it. The thing will bitch and, to drive or what? Oh, dude. A bitch to drive is an understatement. That's <laughs> an understatement. It's an understatement. We spent Big 50 time. minutes trying to make a 180-degree turn. It was insane. Yeah. What the fuck? It, it was all yeah. a, a very big learning moment, <laughs> to say yeah. the least. Well, we, sure. have, we have plenty of stories. <laughs> yeah, so we, we decided to leave from where we are in South Carolina a day early to be there on time because if we we – could not possibly leave the day of and get there on time. Yeah. So, um, you know, as a band, you have a, a load-in time, which is hours before the actual show. So you have a load-in time that you have to meet to be there and get all your equipment and everything, drum kits, 
amps, merch. guitars, merch, the whole nine yards. You have a time to get there to bring everything in. And, um, wow, I, dude, I don't even know where to begin. It's like you have to get there at least, on, dude, I'd say like four or five hours ahead of time. You know, you got to get there early as fuck to get everything inside set up, ready to go for when the doors open. And yeah. uh, we get there a day ahead of time just to be secure with our load-in time and everything. I didn't get there till the day of. I had to wait until the next day to leave. Yeah. Ethan. Yeah. Ethan's not associated with the band whatsoever, but we have no. him come to to help out and everything. And obviously, you know, the, the people from YouTube know Ethan, and they they enjoy seeing him there. And Ethan helps out with a lot of stuff like recording video or setting up merch. Ethan's like a I utility just do player. Oh, yeah. He's literally he's a utility player where it's like, yo, Ethan, can you help with this? He's like, I'm 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 on it. I'm right here. I'm ready. So he just <laughs> a little he'll PA. help. Yeah, he'll help. I with, do what uh, I'm told. Ethan does <laughs> everything. Yeah, he he helps with with pretty much anything, and it, it's it, it's just something that we're we're still learning and growing, and it's like the whole thing of it we you know we have no management we have no over like controlling entity that tells us we have to do this or do this it's like we we are literally figuring out everything as we go it's literally the two of us trying to make like business decisions and figure out how to plan shit in the industry playing it all by (laughs) ear pretty much yeah basically uh, we we get to Orlando, which, which is where our first show was, Orlando, Florida, and it it was fantastic. The turnout, the fans, everybody was super cool, and it was a great time. Uh, we get there, and I'm I'm driving this 32 foot long RV that I bought for the band, and uh, with a trailer for all of our <laughs> merch and everything, and we're we're like. It's already sketch, you know. We're going down fucking I ninety five, which you, if you've never drove on I ninety five, it is a shit show. It is like straight up. I mean, it goes from all the way like I don't even know how far south it goes. It goes like it goes to Miami, I believe. Yeah, I'll just say like Miami. My, Miami. It goes from like Miami to Maine. Like it's a whole yeah, East like, coast. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's literally Miami to Maine, pretty much, which is <clears throat> almost the southernmost point of the East coast of America. If it doesn't go to Maine, to, it goes pretty fucking close. Like it yeah, goes the whole East yeah. coast. It, it's basically, uh, Florida, the southernmost point of the, of America to Canada. I mean, it, it is a stretch of interstate and I'm driving on this and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a, uh, trucker by any means, but I'm basically He's got a driving CB radio. He can fool you. Yeah. For one, though. <laughs> Yeah, we're yeah. going to get in the left lane here. <laughs> yeah. On the CD radio. I'm, I'm driving this thing. I don't have a CDL, obviously. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in no way certified to drive, to drive this thing. And uh, we drive there, and we get, like, within, uh, like, a mile, pretty much, of the venue. And I'm driving this thing, man. And I'm... I'm not a real anxious person. Like a, a lot of stuff doesn't bother me. I, you know, I'm, I'm like desensitized to a lot of stuff. But when I have everyone's life literally in my hands, pretty much, 
and I'm driving this fucking 32-foot-long RV with a trailer. Giant chunk of metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were, like, certain points where I'm I'm driving, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Hyperventilating. Yeah, like, I, I was genuinely afraid. Like, I was genuinely scared for my own safety yeah. and everyone on board's safety. But, I mean, and, uh, are, are you really losing any car crash, though? With that piece of shit, though, <laughs> I don't think you're. Nah. I think you're winning. He's he's more nervous about the other people who pull out in front of him. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, we we our first venue that we played at, and I texted Andrew from Bro Job this. I was like, oh my god, dude. Our first venue we go to. I'm I'm just riding down the road, and uh, there was some car. It was like some little little white like Toyota Camry that was in the left turning lane, and uh. We had no hiccups up to this point. And this this uh, little Camry or whatever was in the left-hand turning, right, uh, turning lane. And they pull over into our lane as they were about to turn left and then, like, whip the steering wheel. Yeah. yeah, like, whipped it back into my lane. <clears throat> and reactionary, I'm immediately, I just whip the steering wheel as hard as I can right, pretty much. Because I don't, I don't want to hit these people. And it's just like a primitive instinct to where you just want to turn the wheel. Luckily, luckily, there was nobody in the lane beside me. So I whipped the fucking RV, and we're probably going like 40 miles per hour, which doesn't sound fast. But well, in RV in a, speeds, that's that's pretty fast. If you're in a vehicle that's as, like big as, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. As, as big as this fucking building I'm in, it's like, oh, shit. And I whipped this RV over, and it's like, like, God damn. And I whipped this over. Yeah, literally everybody (laughs) inside and all the equipment just goes, like, over to this side. And this little Camry just comes in my lane. I barely, I'm telling you, it was like a fucking nun's pussy hair. I was like, Mm. this close to, like, if there was someone in that passenger seat when I would have hit them, they'd be dead. Like, almost no doubt. Almost no doubt. How do you not whip see over. a massive RV coming? For real. Yeah, I, I I whip this bitch over, and I, like, swerve around them, dude. And it, it it's a miracle. It, it is literally a miracle that I didn't hit them or somebody in another It was lane. crazy. It was, like, the closest near miss I've seen in a long, long time. And that was right down the road from the first venue. Yeah, and that was, like, was All right, like, time to play a show. That was at, like, 4 o'clock on Friday. Damn. Yeah. So up until that point from Thursday afternoon, we had no problems. And then that was when it started, and then it just kept getting worse. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it gets worse Bro. than almost killing a family of four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we, we whipped this bitch in, and oh, luckily we had a good parking spot. And, and the show went off without a hitch. Everything was good. A big turnout. We we had a lot of cool people we met, and we kicked ass, had a good show. You want to tell them about the, how the crowd was, like, doing the Somebody. Viking longship rowboat? Yeah, tell them. <laughs> huh? Half of, so, like, while we were playing, Dallas, the way Dallas tells it was, like, he was looking out into the crowd, and he saw that, like, half the crowd on the left side was missing, and he was like, what happened to everybody? And he looked down at the ground, and, like, half of the mosh pit on the right side was, like, 
sitting on the ground <laughs> rowing like a boat. What the? And they f- got a GoPro all, video. They were all rowing in unison. It was fucking hilarious. And I, we yeah. had no idea what they were doing. We just kept we were cheering them on from the stage. Like, how do you just <laughs> decide ahead, collectively to do that in a crowd? What the fuck? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Dude, it, was was it, looked, it looked so fucking weird, but I was just laughing my ass off while I was playing. Man, it was they had a good leader. It took me yeah. out of my it took me out of my seriousness on stage because I was like focused up and I look up and I started laughing. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, can't believe this. I was walking oh. around with a GoPro and then someone posted an entire Instagram slideshow of me, just pictures they took of me without looking, just oh, holding yeah. my GoPro. I'm yeah, just like just holding like- GoPro like. <laughs> and there's all just right. like all these pictures of me just posted tagged yeah, me and was, everything i'm like well thank yeah. you that was crazy yeah yeah on stage it's it's hard to see the crowd in a way because like you 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 kind of see it because at a venue or whatever you you get a good idea of who who's kind of there or the the crowd distance from the stage but uh the thing about being a guy is we're pretty much stuck with what we've got appearance-wise. Male makeup? What's going to go along with my powdered wig, huh? A peck push-up bra? What are the bros going to say? Meggings that accentuate this caboose? Dude, there's kids out here. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. The micro-modal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of ten women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, Me Undies has a look for everybody. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. Me Undies signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite Twitter. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Personally, for me, my me undies make my nuts look massive and they're comfortable as hell. I like them. I think you guys are going to like them too. Good things come in big packages at me undies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com goons. That's meundies.com goons for 20% off plus free shipping. Me undies, comfort from the outside in. This episode of the Goons Podcast is sponsored by Factor Meals. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day. You can fuel up with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup needs. There's also a ton of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. You can get as many or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com goons50 and use code goons50 to get 50% off. That's code goons50 at factormeals.com slash goons50 to get 50% off. When we were up there playing, you know, we're into the song or whatever and focusing on playing our parts right and everything. 
and I look out and I'm like, wait a minute, where did where did all those people go? Like half of those people are just because the lights are just on you, so you you really can only see like the first two three rows kind of of people, and uh, just half this crowd over here disappeared, and I was like, what the fuck? It, and and you can kind of see like the strobe lights or whatever. Just you get like a glimpse, and they're just on the ground, fucking <laughs> doing this, like rowing. It was probably boats. like six rows of people doing it. Too. Yeah, it was a it lot was of wild. people. It was, it was a lot of fucking people. Fuck doing the wave. Yeah. Give me a Viking rowboat in the crowd. Literally, <laughs> holy shit! That's what they do. It's wild. Uh, it was so it was heavy hot. Metal for sure. It's so hot. Like on 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 stage versus being in the crowd. The oh, heat yeah. of everyone breathing and screaming and doing all the rowing or whatever, all that heat like goes directly up on the stage, yeah, dude. Baby. It's like if the venue is at seventy degrees, the stage is like ninety five easily. Yeah, and it's also very humid. Humid as fuck. It's like all wet. The, the air is wet. It's really yeah. gross. Yeah, for sure. Not. It's definitely not a glamorous job. Very stinky. Especially when you have like five bands open up for you, and then you get on stage, and then one of those bands actually throws up on the drum rug. So <laughs> then, then your yeah, band the, ne- the next has day, to bring yeah. their rug. Yeah, yeah for, the, for the drums, you have to have a, a obviously you have to have a, a rug yeah. under the drum kit so it doesn't slide forward. Because as a drummer, when you're playing, if you don't have a rug on a hardwood floor, which is basically what every venue has, hardwood. The, the drum kit will slowly over time slide forward and a, a band before us or something at the, at our next show in, in Jacksonville puked all, all over, over the, the stage. Oh. Yeah, fucked up the rug. There was a puddle on the stage under the rug. It smelled awful. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. Were they, were really they just heavily intoxicated or like why the fuck did they throw up? On the he was playing hard, man. He was a big guy. Damn. Beer... Alcohol, nerves, a, a collection of yeah. all of it. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, and and Jacksonville, we that was the the next day. Oh, 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 oh. you skip one thing though, and right, I'm not gonna it? let you skip. Oh, and that is at the hotel. What happened? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the hotel, what happened yeah. at the hotel? Tell not allow uh, that to be skipped. Uh, tell them, yeah. Well, so we go. I had to get one night of sleep, good sleep. Not in the RV, because I drove from South Carolina to Tampa to Orlando all in one day. Nice. So I was dead. Yeah, like I was almost just... 15 hours of driving. It was <laughs> Yeah, Oof. I sat in like work traffic at 530 in Orlando. I felt like I could die. It was horrible. So I had to get a hotel that one night. And we pull into this hotel. It's like 1 a.m. And Dallas is just completely driven into the corner of a dead end. In the yeah. parking lot. I was gonna say one a.m. Ethan, bro. It was like two thirty by the time we got to the hotel. It, it was. It was. No, no, late, no, man. no. I think we. Yeah, it may have been it like was, two when he did this. Yeah, because we, we we went to eat at Waffle House or something. When all yeah. was yeah, said, probably done, right. It, it was, was like three thirty a.m. It, it was, was all right. Yeah, it, it was, was later than crazy. that. Crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. But I pull up next to him. <laughs> I, I'm thinking like, huh? Okay. I pull up next to him. He's like, "What have I done?" <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, but you're, this isn't, How I mean, you pulled an here? RV with a trailer into a corner, so you're kind of fucked. So yeah. we go in and like buy the hotel room and everything, and then I go and like 
Take Which, shit by the something. way, by by the way, I want to say when, when uh, <laughs> um, we got Ethan a hotel room because he was super tired and he he drove all this. Way I didn't want to sleep on the dining room table that is four yeah, feet he, long. Yeah, he he, dro- he drove all this way to to just help us out, and um, we pull up at the fucking Ramada. <laughs> Hell yeah! And it's late as fuck because when you when you get out of these shows, man, it, it's so late. And I pulled in, I pulled into this hotel parking lot, hoping that it would like uh, loop around, so I could just pull the RV in and just, you know, go around with it, with it with a trailer, by the way. So collectively, collectively with the trailer, I mean, dude, you're you're talking probably close to forty feet of for of sure, vehicle. yeah, thirty seven, thirty eight foot. Yeah, it, it's close to forty feet of of vehicle, and I pull in, and I, I immediately when I pulled in and saw this dead end, I was just like. Fuck. Because what have I done? (laughs) Yeah. And that's after after I after I had just played a show. I'm I dude, I pull I pull in with the R V, I play a show, I take pictures, I'm sitting there signing autographs, taking photos with everyone, talking to everyone, and then, you know, driving this big bitch. It it is a task, to say the least. It is a task. So did you and we, did you have to do like an infinite K turn or something? Is this bro? Oh my god, dude! That was that fifty minute uh, one eighty that I was telling you about. The right? one oh, mistake man. that was made it was is like that back you're forward, supposed to just forward, back, back out. Forward. That was you it. should just back out the way you came in, but that was the mistake that was made. I was taking a shit, and I come out, and then the thing is sideways. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is an even bigger problem. Now than you're we had fucked. Before. this cannot be fixed by backing out so it literally became just just back and forth like the tiniest and then we tried to take the trailer off and that was like not happening i don't know why (laughs) we were yeah trailer wouldn't come off the hitch it's like stuck on have you gotten it off since then i haven't tried (laughs) dude it might be stuck on the rv it's probably honestly We cannot like get the trailer off. Beat the lever again and then try and pull it off the top. Yeah. So yeah. If, if we get there, let's just say hypothetically, hypothetically we get there at like one thirty in the morning. We are backing this, like we're we're pulling this thing as close as we can to other vehicles and backing it. It's like Austin Powers. Like it's yep. literally. That's it what I was like. <laughs> like you pull it up, back up, pull up, back up, pull up, back up, pull up, back up. And, we're like, uh, I think he needs to turn that way. He's like, no, turn this way. And then we're just standing there like, yeah, maybe you should turn that way. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it, dude, it took us until about 3.30 in the morning of just pulling this RV forward, backing it up, pulling it up, backing it up. I might have just back. left it there at that point and said, fuck dude, it. it was, I'm walking it, home, it, fuck it, this shit. It was, that was exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I'm it, like, yeah, it we can get a, a new one. Patience. <laughs> it took a lot it of was, patience. It was of course, we hell. pull into the hotel. I'm thinking, like, doing the math. I'm like, okay, I got 30 minutes, and now I can get, like, eight hours of sleep. This is going to be nice. Yeah. Nah. Didn't no. See you, pal. Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> Another hour and a half of backing and reverse drive, reverse drive. Yeah, and, and we got it. Luckily, luckily, I, I'm talking, like, divine intervention, the, the, this one car – in front of us, this fucking nice ass, like fu- probably X6 like ninety BMW, yeah, like yeah. ninety thousand dollar BMW. I'm talking nice BMW, like a BMW SUV, like X6 nice as fuck. M. 
Like, yeah, yeah, very nice car. A very, very nice BMW. That is our opposition. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is our opposition. And and we're, like, pulling up to it so close that it's like, dude, I mean, we're, like, it's, like, this far from being an, an insurance this guy problem. this a fucking heart attack. Yeah. yeah. And, and, like, two in the morning, this close to being, like, hey, uh, you know, Allstate, yeah, um... <laughs> <laughs> I hit a ninety thousand dollar BMW. Like that's that's how close we are, and we we like barely. I, I think Ethan has a video of. I do. Dude, it's, it's like it literally is like, like an a inch molecule and a half. of space. It's like my hand is how far we are from just completely wrecking this BMW. We get it it's, around. I'm it. sorry, but it's kind of funny looking back now because the next morning we go to leave. Not a car in the parking lot. No one there. Yeah. They're all gone. Yeah. It's like you could have just stayed there and made your little U-turn and you'd have been fine. <laughs> yeah. That like was our thing, too. Is like our, our whole mentality was like, we got to get this thing turned around and just in case the, the parking lot is more full because it, if it was any more full than what it was, I mean, we would have been completely like stuck. Yeah. I was just going to park my truck like sideways behind the trailer like an asshole so nobody could... At least nobody could park there, you know. But yeah, no, we did the Austin Powers for an hour and a half. Damn, yeah, and we, and we we did that, and you know, this is all without showering, might I? Add. Without showering, like, dude. This is this is with me. But I have driven thirteen hours in the day. Like this is all of us have been up all day. Yeah, like, Ethan's sleep eyes deprived. were like bloodshot red. Yeah, yeah I can really see. Dude. All of us. I mean, we've been driving <laughs> all day, and it's like bloodshot eyes. Not Concert even, funk. not, yeah, not even under the influence of anything besides no. just being up and Waffle and, House. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> under the influence of scrambled eggs and bacon. <laughs> like that's like there's no <laughs> drugs, alcohol, oh. nothing. Nothing is involved whatsoever. It is just pure on sleep depri- deprivation and bad food. Just to jut off <laughs> for I, like four seconds. Did you guys see that bitch Perry the chair at Waffle House? Yes. Uh. Uh-uh. That bitch that fucking up. She got an Elden Ring like frame crazy. perfect Perry because you know there's like a shit ton of fights at Waffle House all the time. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're somebody, talking about. Somebody yeah. chucked a chair at the bitch. She just parried it. It was wild. She, she I thought like that her name was. I was confused. I thought her name was Perry the Chair, and I was like, "Who the fuck is <laughs> that?" Have you seen Perry I the s- Chair? Never no. heard of her. <laughs> but anyway, she's she's badass. Anyway, back back to your floor shit. <laughs> But yeah, uh, we had Waffle House, and <laughs> luckily we just had we had just enough room, man. And Tell that's them about not Saturday a, and Sunday. That's not an exaggeration. Just enough to 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 uh, to turn this big fucking bitch around. And then I uh, try to sleep in in the hotel room, and everybody knocks on my door at nine thirty because everyone wants to take a shower. Yeah, no we, all gotta, we all got to we all got to take a shower and take a shit and and be human. Yeah, you know, like we gotta like have some running water. Yeah, you gotta which, find time to do your human things. Yeah, and you would think in an RV, you know, you'd have running water and everything. But my uh, before we left, the uh, just a little side note: the uh, the housing filter that the housing <laughs> the RV housing for the filter of the water was completely frozen over because of cold weather, nice, and it had 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 broken. So we had. Uh, no running water it, I mean, it was it was brutal no running water in this rv just uh heating and air <laughs> in this rv <laughs> <laughs> just barely the, the basic minimum it was, minimum. It was yeah. so down bad air. 
<laughs> yeah, we we were down bad <laughs> for, for basic a shower human rights on this trip. I'm in the hotel room and I feel like king of the castle because everybody's like lined up trying to get inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get it turned around and then our show the next day is in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, which is a Saturday, and uh, we start heading there. I think the ride to Jacksonville is like what two and a half, two hours. From Orlando. It was like two for me, two and a half for you, because I was in the truck flying. Yeah, it was like two, two and a half hours from Orlando, and we we get on the road and everything, and we're going there. (laughs) (laughs) And our show is at this venue called The Underbelly, which is a badass venue. If you live in Jacksonville or anywhere nearby, The Underbelly. That is a sick place. It's very sick. If, if, If something like that was within an hour of me, I would probably be there every night. They have good ass barbecue. Not not sponsored, by the way. We're only sponsored by G Subs. Use code Goons on G Subs. <laughs> code, code Goons code for goons. you, G Subs. Code, code Goons on G Subs. Code Underbelly on barbecue.com. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, speaking of which, G Subs is supposed to bring out uh, our own flavor very soon. Yes, so sir. It's actually guys, happening. The more you guys buy, the closer we are to getting our own flavor. Um. Anyway, spend money. <laughs> spend money. Go <laughs> uh, We go to yeah, Jacksonville. Underbelly is sick, dude. That place. Underbelly barbecue, was sick. Beer yeah. and fucking music venue. Holy sick shit! Place. This fucking sandwich. Yeah. I'm looking at their website. Yeah, dude. dude. Yeah, yeah, it's just like this. Dude, look up the stuffed turkey leg, bro. Look it up. The stuffed turkey leg on the underbelly. Unfortunately, they were out of st- of stuffed turkey legs. That's what I tried to order. It's but thirty dollars. It's got all the shit they serve there inside the turkey leg. Yeah, it's oh, like a turkey stuff leg <laughs> stuffed with everything. It's so it's so cool. They put a Miller Light in there too. Turkey <laughs> legs. They got DMT in the turkey leg. <laughs> Take this fucking turkey leg. You on a spiritual trip? But uh, I was hoping uh, McNasty would be here, so because uh, I think he knows the band I'm referring to when I when I speak of this. But we we go to downtown Jacksonville and. The venue, this underbelly place we're we're speaking of, is less than a mile away from the Jaguar Stadium, which is an an NFL team, if any of you are unaware. I don't know who they were playing. Ethan, you might know. They were playing the Titans. They were playing the Titans, yeah. If they won, they went to the playoffs, so it was a big game. Yeah. So a really big Jaguars game. And I got there like 10, 15 minutes earlier. Something like that. Yeah, Ethan gets there before us and is and is telling the venue owners like, "Hey, we got a big RV. We're coming in." And uh, you know, the whole the the Jaguars fucking NFL game versus the Tennessee Titans is going on. And so the roads are set up with cones and like there's cops and everything oh, out no. there. And it's all, like there's no room. I'm telling you, there, there's no room for error, bro. There's whatsoever. no room for anybody. I, they made me pull my car, my truck, into a city. I probably shouldn't even say this. Fucking, if you work for the city, you park in this parking lot. But since it was the weekend, the city wasn't working, so I had to fit. They're like, yeah, the gate doesn't open, but you can fit, bro. I was like an inch away. Like I was sneaking my truck in up on the curb. Like into this parking lot <laughs> and parked in this fucking parking lot, and the guy's like, "Yeah, that's perfect. That's where we parked." I'm like, "Okay, hopefully she's there at the end of the night." Yeah, it it was uh, <laughs> it was wild. The the traffic was uh, other world otherworldly. 
Yeah. And I, I'm I'm driving this thing. I'm I'm not a, a fucking big 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 truck driver. That's not my stick. You know, I make funny videos online. That's my day. <laughs> my day job is making people laugh online, not driving a fucking forty foot long vehicle. I can see how people and, might get confused, but yeah, that's his thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're, some we're playing with with uh with bro job as the headliner with uh left to suffer. Which is another hmm. really big band. I respect shout Left out to, to Suffer. Left to Suffer. Yeah, yeah. Sh- big, 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 big shout out to Left to Suffer. You guys, I are see all these very guys. Cool. Yeah, I see these guys everywhere. They're they're like a really really hardworking band. I, I see their name in so many places, and um, I think Ethan had said they had seen the singer on TikTok. So yeah, they, I knew I recognized the guy. Yeah, and I, and I looked yeah, it up, they, and he was on hard, there. Hard, hard working band. Massive respect and shout out. He's <laughs> cool. They this, were cool. knocking on the door. They were please. very, very cool. I pull this RV in. There's no room. There. I mean, realistically speaking, there's no room. And there's 41 uh, feet on the curb. Yeah, driving a for 40, a 40 foot, long foot vehicle. Yeah, literally, like it was. It was there's impossible. No room. And I, huh. I pull this RV in, and I'm try. I'm like, okay, well, obviously I don't fit. I'm taking up most of the road. I'm, I was like, I'm gonna loop around the block, and and try and come back and make it fit, and back it in properly and everything. And uh, as I'm pulling out, <laughs> their trailer with all their equipment is parked outside of the venue. As they should be with the headlining band. As they and I'm be. on the phone with you guys inside. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking to Ethan like CB radio staller. Hey, buddy, am I good? Am I good to back yeah. up in here? All right, buddy. Yeah, and dude. But I thought you were parked. I had my back turned, and I thought that you were in park. That's why I turned around, and I'm like, all right, we're good to go. On to the next step here. Oh, no. Yeah. A very horrible sound. Oh, ultimately, no. ultimately speaking, it, it was my fault. Fuck. I should have been have paying. Helped. I should have been paying better attention. But there's cones all down the middle of the road, like there cones everywhere for the Jaguar game. I'm guessing. And uh, <laughs> I, looking retrospectively, looking back, hindsight is 2020. I I wish Amen. I would have just. Damn. I wish I would have drove over every cone. <laughs> I wish I would have decimated every cone in the middle lane. I'm trying to like get out and like park this thing properly, and it's just like, dude, dude. And I slam on brakes. I'm like, fuck, yeah. oh fuck, what? And I slam on brakes, and hit? everyone, everyone's like, oh, no, fuck. everybody, dude. There's like 20 people outside. They're like, "Oh, yeah, oh shit!" <laughs> the inside of the I RV got my back was turned, bro. dead silence, and then the yeah. outside, the people who were standing on the street corner were shouting like somebody got killed. Yeah, they were yeah. Freaking I, out. I was, was I was about as stoic as you could be at the at the steering wheel. I was just like head down. I was like, "What did oh. I hit?" <laughs> like, <laughs> Literally, <laughs> it was just like I I fuck. It scared I like, the I shit up. out of me, bro. I had my back turned. I'm on the phone. I'm like, all right, where are he's parking there? And I hear that sound. I'm like, dude, I turned around. It scared the shit. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Just, just the worst fucking sound ever. There, they had a, they had a, like a transit van with an equipment trailer attached to the back, pretty standard. 
And we were trying to obviously get in behind them so that we could park up behind them. And as we were swinging the trailer in, the side of our RV has a canopy that lo- that extends out for when you go to a campsite and you want to have a little cover for the mm-hmm. sun and all that. Well, <laughs> and the top of this canopy cover grabbed the top of their RV and or, or the top of their uh, utility trailer, I mean. Yeah. So the flange on the top of their trailer grabbed that canopy cover and pulled it in. So then once it pulls the side of the RV in, the whole side of the RV from the front or from the back right fender well was just, there was just a black streak from where oh. the metal just grinded down. The whole, the, the one Every part of the Every piece of plastic on the right side of the RV is gone. No, dude, it was metal. <laughs> the metal that held yeah, the canopy metal, plastic, arm up, everything. Damn. The metal that actually supported the canopy arm was completely detached from the side of the RV. <laughs> Holy no structural damage was done. And I was sober. I was fucking sober. <laughs> no structural get, damage done, buddy. I literally had to go into the fucking RV and grab my tools and unbracket the fucking canopy mount because it would have just been like hanging off the side of the RV dragging yeah. on the road if we would have just <laughs> oh my God. kept going. It, it was It was really, fun. Like, it was not, not to discredit Left to Suffer, but it, it was... Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the incitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into $1,000 with NBA, NHL, and college basketball entries today. Conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Be a part of the action on prize picks for both men's and women's college basketball price picks even offers injury assurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured my personal favorite thing about it is how fun and simple the experience is of playing the game download the app today and use code goons for a first deposit match up to 100 that's code goons for a first deposit match up to 100 pick more pick less it's that easy definitely more damage to my rv than it was to their yeah. trailer our and, shit uh, got fucked. Yeah, luckily, l- very, very luckily, the guys in Left to Suffer. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I was excited to meet these guys because, you know, I've I've heard a lot about them, mutual friends, and, and just seeing their name on these insane bills. I, I was really excited to meet them and talk with them. And you'd go so far as to ram your fucking yeah, RV dude, it, into their it, face. It, it, it was just to way. get to talk yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it, it was all it was Dallas. all a, it was all a PR move. <laughs> yeah, I fucked up their trailer, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I didn't know it was theirs. I I had no idea whose trailer it was. I mean, it, it could have been anybody's. Been bon I, I had no idea. Damn. Yeah, it could have been Bon Jovi. <laughs> I fucked this bitch up, and then Left to Suffer comes out. Left to Suffer comes out, and I'm like, oh, no. My trailer. And, uh. <laughs> My trailer. No, they, were actually, they were actually the complete opposite. Their they reaction so was just cool. like, well, I guess this shit happens. Yeah. They were so cool about it, and yeah. I can't, I, I cannot uh, commend these guys enough for being as cool as they were. Yeah, there was no inflammatory know, reactions or anything. They, they. Huge. 
reacted as much as any sane, normal fucking human being could in that situation. And we, we got it all sorted out. And, you know, we, we talked about the whole situation and everything. And I was like, yeah, you know, we're, we're in this band and everything. And they got my info and we, we, you know, we exchanged information and I was like, listen, Hey, any, any damage that is done, we will, will pay for it outside of insurance. We just, we, we decided ultimately insurance wasn't the way to go. Mm-hmm. And that it was sort of like a, a shake hand. Like, yeah, I promise not to fucking hit and run sort of situation. Like I promise. Buddy, not to you ain't getting shit. away. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they called the cop and everything and the cop explained the situation. And it, ultimately it came down to, we would be, you know, good human beings regarding the situation and pay for it. And so I got all their information and they got all of mine, which is really good. You know, they're a great band, and you know, we would we would love to uh, to play shows with them without hitting their trailer. Yeah. <laughs> ideally, <laughs> I ideally, but if they haven't blacklisted us as a safety risk yeah, yet. Regardless of anything that happened, even if we never see each other again, those guys were really cool. Taylor and Christian are the two guys that we spoke to about all of it, and uh, I can't say enough about them. They were really cool. Han- handled everything as uh, professionally as you you could imagine. Uh, super cool guys. I'd love to have a, a beer with them. Super super cool guys, and uh, they were cool. Uh, apologies to the trailer, and uh, they they thus far have not mentioned anything about it. But if they do, I would be more than willing to go above and beyond for any damages. But they. You know the the show in Jacksonville went off without a hitch, all no, professional. It didn't. <laughs> no, yeah, it did besides, not. Besides all that, you know they were really cool and uh. No, I'm seriously as a band, as a band in their situation. For real, I I I really really have to commend those guys. They were super cool, and um, uh, I I feel like they know a lot of similar people because uh I followed, um Taylor on uh Twitter and Instagram and I saw that McNasty also uh had followed them and uh I believe Taylor follows McNasty. So it's kind of a good thing. You know, at least we're not <laughs> some random yeah nobodies that would just which I I made a joke about it at our show cuz you know we still played the show obviously and we had a good time and I I went up to the microphone and I I said, "Hey, um before tonight's show we hit left to su- left to suffer's trailer, Whoops. and uh, be sure to buy their merch because we're not paying for any damages. <laughs> you know, I, I was making some, yeah, I was yeah. making some some jokes about it, and they were really really cool. Pissed. We we oh, know okay. a lot of mu- we <laughs> we know a lot of mutual people, and they were really really cool. And I, I seriously, there's a, a lot of bands and a lot of people in similar situations that could have taking it the the drastic measure and a uh, big shout out to Taylor and Christian that those guys are are uh, some of the best people we've met a, a, as far as just down to earth cool guys and we'd love to play with them again if that not saying we're using this as a as a situation to want to play with them again but if it ever happens that we're on the same bill I mean I I would love to just 
have a conversation, sit down. I'd love to have them on the podcast if they ever want to come Get them in here. the server. Get them in here. I, I Seriously, it, it would be an honor because those guys, the way they handled the, the fucking wreck situation, I mean – you, you couldn't have asked for a better group of guys to to handle that. And I, I shout out to Left to Suffer. They're they're great people. Put on a fantastic show, and yeah, that's shout that's out all. Left to Suffer. Yeah, shout out, shout out, yeah, shout Big out. Time. Big time. They 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 could have taken it a different direction. They understood and 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 everything and kick ass. Shout out Left to Suffer. <laughs> Kick-ass dudes. Kick-ass. So, thank you, Left to Suffer, for not, uh, you know, suing us. <laughs> We're beating you. the for living real. shit out of me right there. Yeah, and, hey, their singer, bro, hey, man, that guy could have put me six feet under in a second. <laughs> that motherfucker, I wouldn't fuck with him, man. I recognized him as soon as he, uh, before, what's funny is actually when I pulled up before you guys, I walked up to them and said, do you guys know where we're supposed to park? And they were like, nah, they just told us to pull right here, whatever. And then all that ended up happening. Yeah. So cool. And cool I was involved. Dudes. They were definitely like, we saw this coming from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I recognized that dude. Once I saw him, I was like, where do I know this guy from? I knew I had seen him before. Very cool dudes, for sure. Can't can't say enough about him. Oh, I Seriously. thought I recognized. He's in this. Um, He's in this big six collab that's going on right now. Exactly. I he thought is. I recognized yep. this dude. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He yeah, is. we. Yeah, dude. That was me. That that wrecked their trailer. That was me. <laughs> you almost broke <laughs> up the big hey. six. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, you know, looking looking back at it in the moment, it was like fuck. But looking back, I'm glad. I'm I'm really glad it was me that hit their trailer, and not some random, you know, like random fucking person. I'm glad it was me, and uh, I can own up to it, and and will pay for any any damage is done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it it was a good situation. Those guys super cool. I I would love to hang out with them more and everything, and and not even because of their band status. That doesn't mean fucking shit to us. I mean we we've, we've played shitholes, we've played with assholes. We don't give a fuck. But just how cool they reacted to everything, you know it it. it adds that level of hum- um humanity to it where it's like you know we we are also people out here that shit are, happens yeah shit happens shit happens which is which but luckily is the damage wasn't too bad. bad and it it wasn't detrimental you know they could still drive the trailer and everything but it still it sucked just like the wheel did, cover it, thing or whatever and I, I hate that that happened. I really do. I, I really hate that that happened, especially to them as the headlining band and everything. It it sucks, but ultimately, I, it kind of ended up being a a, uh, a beautiful thing. You know, we all he remember follow you. one another, and yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> now slack jaw is in the back of their brain forever. Like, Those are the fucking assholes that hit our trailer. <laughs> so, Such an impression for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for doing it, but it, yeah, everything but it had to be done. Reason. They were caught in the crossfire. Got him. Got him. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And dude, leaving. And, and besides that, the show was great. Everyone was great. We met a lot of cool ass fans. And, uh, dude, that, that show was fantastic. We had great barbecue. 
as my RV is like falling apart on the side. We were, we're eating there some As the awning on. and the propane cover are laying on the sidewalk <laughs> right in yeah. front of the venue. We all had good barbecue. <laughs> it's always yeah, a silver did. lining. Which, always. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 10 pieces of plastic laying out on the sidewalk. And metal. As I'm eating Just all yeah. shaved metal and plastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't commend those guys enough. Seriously. And uh, as we were leaving our show, the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars game was ending, and I, I believe they won. They did. So uh, you it know, everyone went to the playoffs, or they get a wild card spot, or something like that. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> so Jacksonville's popping, bro. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville, and everybody's like left. Duval, whatever the yeah, hell they du- want by Duval. I'm yeah. like, go Titans. Yeah, <laughs> everybody just screaming <laughs> shit every time they walk by. Yeah, so the Jaguars won, and everyone walking down the street, walking into the venue, hanging out is drunk as fuck, dude. Everyone's hammered. Yeah, and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to pull the RV out, our forty foot, our forty foot long goddamn RV with all of our shit in it. I'm trying to pull it out of this venue. They turned Try the road into a one-way. It was so much traffic. Accident. Damn. Yeah, dude. The the traffic was insane. Maybe load Everybody up a Prius the, next time, bro. Like everyone <laughs> from the Jags game was like coming down this road we were playing on. It was insanity, dude. Like I cops, just fucking pull out and just sideways. I've I never block, seen so many cops in my life. I blocked like two lanes of traffic with my truck and just put my hazards on. <laughs> yeah, a cop just and that's pulled where behind me and didn't care. Little, little old Slagjaw is like, yeah, we had a little show tonight. And so it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. drunk people fucking down in a fucking Corona and like swerving, playing little baby, are going down the road. And it's Man, like we're trying to get crazy. out of there. So I just whipped yeah. out in front of traffic and parked a little sideways and let them out. <laughs> yeah, Ethan, Ethan blocked traffic. <laughs> He's in the MVP vehicle, so we could pull out. I am the yeah. utility. We we it was it, it was a big stops. learning. It was a big learning moment. We learned a lot, and uh, y- you know, just playing music for people. It, it's worth all of it. it. It's worth it. We we don't give a fuck. You know, we hit their trailer. We're gonna pay for it. We uh, you gotta pay your dues, kind of thing. You know, we. We're just happy to be there. You got to pay your dues and your insurance dues. Yeah, and your insurance. (laughs) Real and true. Yeah. Uh. But they were really cool. Left to suffer. Thank you for not being over the top and dicks. I mean. And then we drove to Lake Worth. Yeah, then we drove all the way. The the scheduling for the shows could have been better, but, you know, it happens. We went Orlando, Jacksonville. Lake Worth, West Palm Beach, basically, and were these back to back nights like like each night? Oh yes. yeah, Ooh. yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's heaven. And though. I did Tampa, Orlando. Next day, Jacksonville. Next day, Lake Worth. Damn. Next day, back to South Carolina. Yeah. So back to back to back. Uh, My brain was melting as fuck. I'm sure. Yeah, and I, I'm not good at driving a big, forty foot long, bullshit. And I gathered, but that. yeah, I got the airport. <laughs> Yeah, and so we um we went to Lake Worth, and dude, our trailer with all of our equipment in it is like every every big hill incline is just like it's like scraping oh, sparks yeah. flying. 
<laughs> yeah. It it was something. What a memory, dude. I'm glad I was there. I know Dallas said earlier, like, you're not a part of the band. It's like, yeah, you're not an obvious member of the band, but you're definitely a yeah. part of the band. I don't, like, in I don't a play real an sense. instrument. Because yeah. you were there. Like, a lot of people don't know that you were there for Caught in the Crossfire and, like, the, doing backup vocals on it, like the shouts and helping yeah. record the video. And, <laughs> I'm the, I'd like to be... Yeah. I'm fine being in the background. Everything. I don't need any recognition. I just I'm glad yeah. I could help and like shot the fucking uh, bite the bullet video. Yeah, fucking Ethan, dude. I'll do whatever. Ethan's done a lot of shit for us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Ethan, Ethan is uh, Ethan's <laughs> the boy, multi talented king here. I'm here he for the boys. I am. I'll do what I'll, needs to be done. Yeah, Ethan's a beast. <laughs> I'll Hello, block dude. traffic. I'll do whatever needs to be Howdy. done. <laughs> but, uh, dude, yeah, speaking about the whole band experience, I, I really wish that I, I could have, uh, I, I guess, have more more fun in a way. Like, ha- hang, like more hang downtime out with, with everyone. Yeah, hang out with the fans and, and take photos and stuff. But it was, it was definitely something where I had to... Uh, restrict sort of the fun which is fine uh, you know I, i've been in in the fucking trenches forever so i yeah. i know yeah. how it feels to uh to miss out <clears throat> well and that's was, fine this was a bit more like an actual tour I, I imagine that's how it is for bands who go across the whole country they probably wish they also had more time you know to spend yeah. with people and shit so. and a lot of people don't i don't you might not know that like after when the show's over Dallas and like I mean of course everybody but Dallas has to stand there for like an hour and not have to but you know what I mean like you talk to people and everyone wants to say hey and get a picture and all like it is a very long every show is like a very long thing you know yeah from set up to pulling out of the parking lot it is a long fucking process every time yeah. it really is yeah make the sure you have everything yeah make sure everything's there and then speaking with everybody taking pictures signing stuff like the time that you have performing. between when you actually get off the stage and when you leave the venue is almost as long as when you get there versus when you're waiting, uh, waiting to play. Like it's yeah. almost the same yeah. amount of time. It's a yeah. very long process. You, you that's... Don't, usually don't get out till like 1 a.m., 12 if you're lucky. Two is usually pretty standard, which means you'll go to bed about like three or four. So, yeah. and then, then somebody's always the going to have day. to stay awake like 12 or 14 hours just to get you guys out of that city and on the road to the next place. But you don't really learn how you're going to do the logistics of it all until you go try. Because yep. none of those questions you can really like prepare yourself for until you go do it. So you got to stumble around a little it. bit. Yeah. yeah. There's no like formula for it, but everybody's different. It's a lot. And it really is. That was the uh, the uh, fucking, I guess, I, uh, the, the burden to bear. I was fine with that because it, it's it's fine with me because I... It's all about making it happen from the, from the, the inception of everything I've ever done. I, I just want everyone involved to have fun and have a good time and, and make the dream happen regardless of monetary gain, regardless of whatever. I just want everyone to be there and have fun and and have the like experience and and knowledge of it versus oh you know we 
we we uh, we can afford this. We can pay for our gas. We can pay for food. And by the way, the fans that come out. I mean, a lot of people listen to the podcast and watch the videos, and a, a lot of people come from the internet, and that's a big a big big thing. The amount of times it, I'm walking around, someone's like Ethan. I'm like, what? yeah, it, it's 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 huge, you know. Yeah, and and people that that quote the podcast or uh, quote what I've said online or, or, or anything, man. It's, it's just, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone, everyone for the most part, especially these Florida shows, regardless of, of a few Florida men, you know, Uh (laughs) buddy, you were one of them. I hate to tell you. Yeah. I was, I was definitely a Florida man. I, that's what I, I said. He's gonna be on the Florida Man compilation. Yeah, I was I was a Florida man the whole whole time I was there. Back in that RV big, up, that'd be an hour long video time. in and of itself. Yeah, <laughs> big time Florida man right here. I, I've been there, done that. But everyone that came out and bought merch or wanted a photo with everyone and stayed for the music, it, maybe signed their sharpie or their pickle. Yeah, I mean, we we or their monkey statue or their mannequin legs or yeah, we had I had to sign a a picture of Dallas holding the bass. Yeah, (laughs) on a piece of printed out like sheet paper. We had a a girl, a a girl, yeah, a girl (laughs) at the first show was like, "Hey, I have um, I have mannequin legs in my car. Would you guys come out here and sign them? Why (laughs) do you have that? Yeah, yeah. There there were a lot of questions, but it. People like that and stuff like that, it's just, uh, it's a part of the experience and we don't take any of it for granted. We're, we, as a band and, and, and everything, we're just happy to be there. We're, we're happy we are as uh, fortunate as we are and uh, we, we, we really couldn't ask for anything better. I mean, it, it's just... With with no management, no label, no there, there's there's no one above the band that is saying that stuff has to be the way that it is, sort of thing. Like we, mm-hmm. there's no quota, no money bullshit. Like we are just happy to be there and happy to to have fun. It's all about fun and all about connecting with everyone and having a good time and yeah we don't give a fuck we don't we don't give a fuck and i think i said that our first night like right as we open for our set i'm like we are slack jaw we play heavy metal we don't give a fuck you know it's just Amen. that that mentality you america know, you, you gotta have that mentality we we a, a lot of people look at at people like you know us as a collective and think that there is some big, I don't know, like overarching entity. And it's just not the case. Like anyone, anyone could do what we're doing in our position and, and do what we do and, and make it happen. There's no right or wrong answer to anything. And we are lucky and fortunate and we are happy. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Amen. And that's not even me trying to be on some fucking spiritual bullshit. <laughs> it's just it, it's, it's the just truth. truth. Yeah. It's it's the fucking truth. We don't give a fuck. We're happy to be there. 
happy to have fun, happy to talk to people. I'm not Betty. I'm not Betty. I'm not. I'm not better. You ain't Betty. Wait a second. Nobody's better than anyone else. We're all on the same level, and we appreciate it. Amen. You also have to get good at learning to deal with assholes because that happens a lot, especially sound guys. Sound guys is like. Yeah. What kind of asshole? I'll let you. I'll, I'll let you talk about that because Brady, I. I, knew I, you, I, th- I thought you were gonna try to. Well, uh, I don't. I'm not. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> name a particular. I, as much as I want to, because I swear I've never been closer to physically committing an act of violence against somebody. Holy shit! I will not mention the place or the person because it will probably not reflect well on the band. But I, yeah, I had to deal with somebody that asked me who I was twice as I was setting the things on the stage to play them. Okay. And he asked me if I was a part of the band that was playing on the stage that I was currently setting up. And then, like, I tried to give him just a XLR signal directly from our modeler to his front of house to make it as easy as possible for him. And he refused three times, decided to mic my cabinet. It sounded like shit. Uh, I was getting fucking decapitated with feedback because of the way that he put the mic because he didn't actually set it on the cone. Was that when the monitor was, like, delayed? Yeah, the monitor was delayed. So, like, what I was hearing from my cab on stage and the monitor was, like, there was, like, a half-second feedback. Oh, that's fucked. So yeah, this guy I was played, just dog shit yeah. at his job completely. Yeah, yep. yeah. And so I played the entire show like this. Yeah. It oh, was, that's um, rough. I'll say what show it was. I'll, it was Jacksonville. It was Jacksonville. That's all I'll say. But it was, yeah, it was literally, it was one of the worst experiences on stage I've ever had, which sucks because it's, like, I see the fans out there and I know they're having fun. As far as I heard, they said it sounded good. And they said I didn't fuck anything up, which was good. But whenever I was up there, you know, like a lot of times when you're playing, you just want to lose yourself and kind of you can kind of get in a headspace where you're not thinking about a whole lot and it's just fun and the adrenaline's going. But when you have like people like that that are doing that kind of stuff or that they don't care enough to do their job correctly, it really takes you out of that moment and it makes you worry about shit. Like you start overthinking your what you're playing or like, oh shit, like I hope this doesn't make a loud noise whenever I turn this on because he fucking made this a million decibels louder. Mm-hmm. So, And that's when you actually a, fuck up. You shouldn't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, yeah, you don't exactly. fuck up when you don't think about it. Yeah, so. when I'm playing leads live and like I and we sound check, dude, th- that's the thing about it too. Like I freak out before we play any show that we don't even get a line check. Like we a lot of times do, we will literally we'll go to the shows and put our gear on stage and then just get off. And they don't even give us a line check to see if our shit it works when it's plugged in. We have to do it when we get on stage. And it's time taken out of our set list because oh, we're fucked. an opening act. Yeah. yeah, that's how it usually works. So, like, it's it's a fucking just, it's a constant rush of information going all at once. And you have to try and figure out, like, okay, all right, now everything's plugged in correctly. Uh, okay, like, can we just play a few times? And then they, okay, like, we hear the guitar, we hear the bass, get a rough fucking mix down, and then just run. Yeah. And that it's so it's so part like, of the learning process. Yeah, it's hard to there's no consistency. It's really hard to depend on, you know. That's why a lot of guys they like to to do like bro jobs super smart for this because they have their own rig that that not only do they have it automated with a click track so that everything that they're doing is programmed and the whatnot, but mm-hmm. as far as their effects go, everything that they have is all microscopic. It's like they have their own mix board that they route all their channels through. That allows you to kind of separate yourself from leaving it in someone else's hands. Cause, Smart as you know, fuck. You can, yeah. yeah, you can have the best sounding rig in the world, and you can be a part of a great band, and you can be a great guitar player. 
But if the sound guy at the venue doesn't give a shit about you or doesn't respect what you're doing or he maybe he's just lazy or doesn't care, yeah. you'll sound like shit. And then you sound like shit to 200 plus people. Not even and your fault. Yeah. It's, it's really, yeah, it's super shitty, man, because that just makes you frustrated. We had to deal with a lot of that. But, yeah, this most notable one was definitely... <laughs> Definitely on Saturday. I was I was so mad. And it wasn't just me. It was everybody else. Literally every other band that I played with, every guitar player was talking about the issues that they had. I was like, well, that makes me feel better, you know? At least I know I'm not a dick. But, yeah. yeah you have to get used sure. to stuff like that. Venue owners are like that sometimes. They're stuck up. Um, sometimes security guys will, will bully you and mess around with you. It's just like you have to know when to fucking fold them and walk away and just say, listen... I'm just here to play my fucking guitar and do my job, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you like, whatever, to man. hold them. You just no talk to me like them. a piece of shit. That's fine. I'm going to be out of your hair in two hours. Like, just leave me alone. That shit kind of yeah. sucks. There is that yeah. facet to it, you know? But then that's why the fans are so great. Because then you'll have somebody treating you like dog shit. And then I'll go to the merch table and somebody will tell me, like, that I'm one of their favorite guitar players of modern metal or whatever. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you go from zero to a hundred, yeah, and then you know it's like, what the fuck? Makes it worth so it's it just in the end. Putting up a roller dick. coaster of emotions, yeah, man. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun, but it's so unpredictable, and it's always you know just talking about it is you can talk about it forever. So, but that was our experience dealing with with assholes. At least that's just a, a little bit of and it. And me, dude. I was there the whole time. Yeah, that's not that's not counting the <laughs> the like the crackheads and stuff that we dealt with and. Don't even get stuff. me started, buddy. Yeah, we had. There's like a few of those. Yeah, yeah. It's always a a big learning moment, but it's always For fun. Sure. It, it it always comes back to being able to 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 tell a story and. Yeah, usually at the end of it, like it's always a good time. Yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, sound guys. <laughs> the sound a guys lot are of the, hard to deal with. Yeah, a lot of the the sound of of a show ultimately comes down to the sound guy that is appointed by the venue who is someone that we don't know. Right. It, it's someone that we meet at the venue and will uh will sort of dictate a lot of what the people hear. Because we we have our rig, you know, as you see behind me, I know a lot of people comment and say like oh soup has a crackhead garage and he doesn't you know like there's a lot of shit in his garage and he can't clean his garage but this is where we we use that shit every day this is this garage is where we come together as a band and we say like when we we rehearse our whole set like we 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 don't show up to a venue with with uh uh, no idea in mind we we don't we don't really uh predict how it will go but we have like a set sort of like okay we're gonna start our intro with this and have this go into this we sort of have like a baseline idea of how things will operate and sometimes Sound guys and their vast knowledge of uh, <laughs> audio engineering will go in and add in effects that don't need added. Or, uh, you know, because uh, as a band, we, we are a three-piece band. I play bass. 
I do the vocals. Brady does all the guitar. He does the the rhythm and lead. And uh, our drummer Jacob Rigdon, he does all the drums. There there is no underlying click. There's no underlying raw tracks. It, it, it's literally as raw. I play a little harmonica. That's about it. <laughs> it's about as raw and real as a band can pretty much get. I mean, we we don't. There's there's nothing in our set that isn't what we are doing currently playing, and oh, that yeah. that, that yeah. doesn't that 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 doesn't mean that we disrespect bands that have that. You know, we 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 don't care. We don't give a fuck what other bands do. It, we just are what you proud are. That we don't. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. We don't care. Like if there's Old if there's bands that have if there's bands that have tracks and have underlying vocals or bass or some sort of effect. That's fine. Yeah. We don't, we don't care. Whatever you need to we, do we to achieve your own show is your own vibe. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. We don't care. But we are very much a band that is as about as raw and gritty as you can get. It's on brand. We play live. It, it's fit. Yeah. 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 We 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 get it's up there and we brand. play our parts. We do what we need to do, and there's no bullshit in a matter of. The sound of everything, but sometimes sound guys will come in mm. and. Welding instructor Alex Declare knows firsthand how VR training platforms like Forge FX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go, look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. And try to... Put their own spin guess, on it or something. Yeah, put their <laughs> own sort of device, if you will, on what we do. Yeah, which which is fine. Sometimes that can sometimes that can add to the sound, but for the majority of shows we've played, it takes away from me and Brady and and Jacob being in the moment of up there on stage it's like what the fuck is the sound guy doing like sometimes, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like sometimes thought, the sound happens very frequently what the fuck also is the when they turned doing? off when they turned the lights off during wmd like bro one of the oh, best yeah, songs we played, live to hear and they fucking turned the lights off yeah it's like we were dark on the WMD, stage all the lights just turned off in jacksonville and then they just kept them off until the song was over i'm trying to get a video and it's just like Dude, it looks like your screen right now. It's just Shit like, like that. It's just <laughs> like, all right, I'm why... just going to turn the fucking camera off then. And I wouldn't say that we want to play bigger venues. I mean, obviously we do, but I just I I'm already sick of of these little fucking like tiny places that ha- are not staffed by people that actually care about live music. That's mm-hmm. the biggest 
deal because the the majority of the issue really stems from the fact that most of the venues that will let a metal band play there and actually you know have even rock music at their venue most of them are usually smaller in size and as a result you know they don't have budget to hire on a million people they're going to hire whatever sound guy they can and it's just it results in a pretty shitty experience and i'm tired i'm already just tired of like having to deal with people that don't actually care about the job that they're doing which Mm -hmm. sucks because i know that if we were playing at a different level with bigger shows that we wouldn't have this issue and it it sucks to know that other people's laziness are affecting our outcome but it's just kind of one of those things that you have to move past because there's not much we can do about it at this rate you know so it does kind of suck a little bit when you think about it that way but we do everything within our power to make it sound good, and we rehearse like fucking crazy. All we do is practice. Every week. Every yeah. week. It's like clockwork. I mean, our our music that we play, it, it's not some, for the most part, a super intricate sort of thing, but we still want it to it be. It gets tough sometimes. Yeah, we we still want it to be as as simple, I guess, as you as you could put it from a, a musical standpoint. We we still want it to be as close to what we record in the studio as possible with without tracks and without a click. We we're still we we, we kind of pride ourselves on being the the version that you hear on Spotify or YouTube or where Apple Music, iTunes, wherever you hear it, we want it to be pretty much as close to what you hear in, uh, from a recording in the studio standpoint as what you hear live. I mean, yeah, there's there's obviously some crowd interaction and and points where the crowd comes in and and adds a an element to what we're doing, but we want it to be like basically as close there as possible without it being, I guess, fake in a way or sort of like it's not a realistic thing we can reach, mm-hmm. you know, I guess. If that, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I just think we'll get you go ahead do. Well, I was oh, going to say, bro. yeah, I mean, you, you people show up expecting to hear mean it, how they heard it, and, and you deliver it, so. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. sound artificial. Yeah. Which, yeah. mean it, mean it is so fun to play live, because if there's one song that all the kids know the words to, it's mean it, and it's just like, when they're, I like shout, WMD when they're shouting live. it back at you, it's, it's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that feeling of um, the crowd... And it, it it really it really doesn't matter if it's if it's one person like in in Lake Worth, our our last show in Florida was pretty. Uh, it was a little <laughs> tiny, yeah. It, it, our last show that we played in Florida was definitely not what we, I, I guess, sort of expected or uh, not not really expected, but it wasn't something that we, I guess, I don't know how to put put my finger on it without sounding like an asshole but it's not like our last show in florida wasn't what we i guess hoped hoped for in a way which is fine we we don't care we don't care if we're playing to nobody or because we we literally jam in my garage 
for friends. If friends come over and they're hanging out and they're like, hey, we want to hear some slag jaws, like we'll come out here and play. So it's fun regardless. But our last show in Florida was definitely on the uh, uh, like lower end of com- comparatively to the to the the first two shows. Our first two shows were like here, yeah, and our last show was very much just like a, a bit of an <laughs> underwhelming finish compared uh, yeah. to l- lower energy, yeah. lower crowd, yeah, lower energy. But that's fine. We we will still bring the best that we can to those kind of shows but we want to make it as authentic and as real as we can you know there's a, there's no larger than life sort of element to it it's it's very much real it's very much three guys playing music if we play it here in my garage if we play it in a parking lot in Augusta, Georgia, for free, <laughs> you know, it's... Just about the music, it's boy. Real, it's as real as it can get, and we we like that. We we like it being real. We like our sound being real, and it's live, and it's, it's three people ex- expressing ourselves as best as we can. You know, we... We, I don't know. We just we love it, and it, it's a it's a love for music. It's a love for creativity, and it's a love for just being. We we are. Uh, there's like a a gratuity, I guess, if that's the word to it. That we are grateful that anybody. I mean, ten people to a hundred to whatever. It's uh, we we are grateful anyone will show up, and we are grateful for anything we can get, sort of thing. Yeah, because it really <laughs> you would think that like, you know, like Soup's band would be getting a lot of like fucking emails and DMs about shows, but like really a lot of times we we're trying to book our own shit. We literally like Dallas and I will cold basically cold call and like cold email venues with our portfolio, like a proper shows how many listeners we have, etc. And that we're just wanting to play anywhere, anytime. And like the amount of people that don't answer us back is fucking, it's just over 85% of the emails we send never get responses. Yeah. I which know. really sucks because it's like, how do you, how do you go forward without right. like, I guess finding some industry fucking guru? Cause it's like, you're already doing everything that you can in your power to go out there and kick ass. But it's a matter of whether or not these venues want you to actually go play them. Yeah, I imagine it's it's probably kind of oversaturated. I imagine there's a lot of people trying to get gigs all over the place. Yeah. I don't know anything yeah, about this sure. world, but that's just I imagine that's probably what it's like. That's exactly what it's like. And usually they're uh they can be anywhere from like 3 to 4 months in advance a lot of times. Sometimes Damn. even 5 and 6 months. Some, you know, more popular venues like the Masquerade in Atlanta, they put pl- they plan shows months in advance. So that way they mm-hmm. always have people coming to their venue and and getting revenue in the door. Yeah. But and I understand because, like, you know, for them it's a business, but all of our fans, you know, they're like fucking, come to California, come to Texas. And it's like, hey, look, we w- we went to y'all's <laughs> cities and we emailed all the people there <laughs> and they didn't give a fuck. So it's like somebody's got to tell us to come there and then give us a spot and we'll go. Right. <laughs> yeah. We, that or we, we show are... up and we make our own stage in a parking lot somewhere. I guess we could always yeah. do that. But yeah. be a we lot of fun. Are, are, yeah, we're, we're very very grateful and a lot of a lot 
a lot of the people that show up and, and talk to me personally are people that listen to the podcast and, and follow a, a lot of the, the online sort of thing. And it's, it's beautiful. I, I just, I, I feel like there's a big disconnect <laughs> in a way from the online thing. It's like the online people think that you're some larger than life, whatever, like content creator. And it, it's just, it, it couldn't be farther from the truth. Just I mean, a dude. Yeah, even especially like you do. I mean, you're you are a fantastic example that you know me and me and you especially. It, it, there's no big production. There's no sort of like overarching thing. It's like we are just who we are, and yeah, it's still it is still know. weird. I don't think I'll ever get used to like meeting like a, a grown ass dude on Omegle and he's actually shitting his pants just to talk to me. And I'm like, dude, I'm just like, I fart for a living. Like I look at people jack off for a living. I play some guitar. Like, like I'm just a guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're just dudes who uh, had some talents in the right places and were able to get an audience out of them. Really? You know, that's really yeah. all it is. Yeah. But that, that, that fucking mentality to me is so, it, it's so bizarre. It's just so weird. Like people that come up to me and talk to me at these shows and everything, they, they talk like not a lot of them, but some of them think that there's like some mystique or like magic or something or like, some Illuminati Bohemian Bohemian Grove, right? Like you're some greater like evolved being or something to them. Yeah, like we've we've been out there killing babies to get to the point where we're <laughs> drinking goat's blood and shit. <laughs> you're a very yeah, smart like, guy. Yes, I like it. It's just like I, I <laughs> yeah, like we've just been in the uh, in the right place, right time. Oh, big luck component and, for and, sure. Yeah, like I'm no different than you, sort of thing. Like. People will come up to me at these shows and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe. Uh, oh, my God, you're here. And, and like, wow, what are you doing here? And it's just like, dude, I would come here on a Tuesday morning to drink a, <laughs> to, 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 to drink a beer. It's like I dude, can tell you that I have known Dallas since like elementary school. And so if he did his whole Bohemian Grove thing, that happened when he was like seven. So. <laughs> yeah, been he has been the while. same way since I ever knew him. Has he ever yeah. disappeared for about two weeks at a time? I ever mean, lose contact with him for a little little blip? Maybe when we were like six years old, yeah, I think that may have happened. <laughs> but yeah, like when I when he won that baseball practice today. I wonder where he's at. <laughs> like when, like when I met Brady. It, it was so much just a sort of like the stars kind of aligned gay? kind of thing. Like, like yeah, it, it's gay as fuck. It, it's definitely, it's definitely me and Brady met in a, in a gay orgy. Let's <laughs> fucking <like> go. <laughs> but no, like I, anybody out there that is doing their art form or, or doing something they love, it, it's a big testament. I mean, you can look at me and do as an example of uh, success in a way, but it, it, it's just be yourself, 
be be who you are. Don't be afraid of what you love or what you like to do. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But like, but if you enjoy doing it, then you haven't really lost. You know, that's that's yeah, that's the beauty you know. of doing what you love. You know. Yeah. That's like should be the number one goal, really. I would think. Right, and that's why like the number one advice that people give for doing like anything on YouTube is like definitely make stuff that you like. Don't make stuff that you don't like, because if you get stuck doing shit you don't like, then it's kind of a yikes. It's not going to be good anyways. Right. I think people can see through that anyways. Absolutely. You know? Like, yeah. you could just fake it for a little while, but eventually... That's the whole reason why I stopped making YouTube videos, too. Yeah. I was, like, playing I like video games. I was just that. like, I can't continue to play video games and, and record them, because it just wasn't fun. I, just I was enjoying, like, see talking shit. and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So there's just, like, different... There's different fucking... Just people just do different things. Yeah, like like me and Do out outside of uh, the goons as a brand, I you know, I guess <laughs> me and Do and and Blarg and and McNasty, like we were sort of already, I guess, going on our own sort of tangent, if you will, on the internet. Luckily, we all kind of meshed together as a sort of like like-minded mindset and and music and and fun and humor and racism and, uh, <laughs> yeah like offensive comedy whatever you, yeah, yeah like we we all sort of like met up at this middle ground but like if if i never met do you know like do would still be at some astronomical uh. standpoint no, nah, you made me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I was doing like solo shit until we did the goons. Yeah, and, yeah. and you I were too. Say. I mean, you were on like the Rust shit when I first like found you, and I don't know what McNasty was doing at first, but yeah, everybody was on their own own path. He was sniffing gasoline. <laughs> so much sense. <laughs> but it, it, it's just it, it's so important to people because people 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 like us think that they you know like people that come up to me at a show and want a photo or an autograph they they put me on some pedestal as like some larger than life bullshit and it's just like it couldn't be farther from the truth man it, like i'm <laughs> I, I i talked to some people outside of jacksonville i talked to this guy and his dad and he's this guy's dad he he's talking to me and he's like why are you sitting here wasting my time talking to me? He's like, you could be like fucking some bitches or, <laughs> or like you, yeah. you could be doing blow with like all these rock stars. And it's like, dude, I don't know. I, Cause I'm having fun. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's like, dude, I, I'm no better than you are. And he's like, yeah, you are. And it's like, no, uh, no I'm not. That's I'm, sad to hear. Yeah. It, it's like, dude, I relate to you because I it's like, dude, I, I killed feel... three people today. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like, dude, I, everyone in Left to Suffer, I, I just rammed their van and killed the whole band. Like, <laughs> they're not a band anymore because I killed them. Big all. Six is no, not even happening now. Broke up, yeah, man. but but Damn. seriously, it's 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 just like, dude, no one. It's like I'm fortunate to be here, and anyone could feel my position it's not there, there's not some big overarching mentality about it it's just 
create the art that you love, do what you enjoy, and and really like if you really really love what you do and enjoy, then then go for it. Go like go all in. It's scary. It it is scary at first. I I, I can say firsthand that before I was in the goons before I met Do, luckily, and and before I, you know, b- before I had people, the right, the right people, yeah, to to help me. It it's like I was I was over here, man. I was just doing my own thing and hoping and dreaming that what I do is right. I think the and, most important piece of advice to give, though, is not necessarily that it is achievable, but it's that, like, seriously, if you're not 21, if you're not 25 or fucking 30, like, you have nothing to lose, dude. Like, go do it. There's, there's yeah. nothing. The only thing that's stopping you from doing it is you. Like, th- then is your time to try. Yeah. That's yeah, why, like, I, I learned that shit very early on. That's why, like, when I was 15 years old when we started the band. And, and that was, like, I've literally, I've been grinding out like I would in my 20s since I was 15. Because it's that I, when I was 15 years old, I had no fucking responsibilities. I didn't have to pay any bills. All the money I made was cash. It was tax free. I would just all the money I get from cutting grass, dude, and go use it to fucking record the record. <laughs> it's like literally, that's the kind of shit that you have to be willing to do if you want to do what you want to do. Or alternatively, you can get stuck working somewhere from somebody, and then you'll never make enough money to do the things you want to do. Because like there, there has to be a point in time at which you make the choice that you're going to become your own boss and you're going to do what you want to do. Because that's the only thing that's going to net you any real income or, you know, happiness in your life is being able to do the things you want to do, right? Or alternatively, you wage slave for a major corporation or you work underneath of somebody your whole life. You can take whatever vacation you want. Some people like Literally that. Literally what people we were s- talking about, Brady. You remember that? Yeah. We, we were just Some talking about like the other that the other day. It's, you know, and it gives them stability and whatever, but it's like, okay, but you're never going to have any like money. You get you're stuck in a cycle money. though. Yeah. 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 You're never going to be, you're never going to go travel those places you want to go to. Like you, you got to want it. And if there's plenty of people that want it more than you. So the more you sit around and wait, the more you're just wasting your own fucking time. Cause nobody else is going to do it for you. You know, you got to just go get it yourself. This shit is hard, but that's why I respect like all your guys' grind. Like going back to what you said earlier, because it relates exactly. I mean, every single one of you guys as content creators were well off doing your own thing. I remember, and uh, I was telling Dallas this, um, but dude, I was like, but before I met Dallas, I was watching your videos. Hell back yeah. When, uh, yeah, you had like 200K around that time, and you were doing the Black Ops 2 live Holy stuff. shit. You're an OG yeah. fan. What the yeah, fuck? man. Literally, like I loved your shit going on well, early. Brady's and, Brady is a, a, a guitar player, and yeah. he uh, Brady is. I'm telling you, when I when I met Brady, outside of uh, he he didn't know who the fuck I was. He, he didn't no, know yeah, I didn't know him from were. YouTube or anything it, yet. It, it was just a, a natural sort of like, oh my god, this guy. You know, we we get one another. We we have this camaraderie we have this brotherhood it's just like no brainer yeah kind of thing. yeah yeah but go go ahead brady tell me that was it though but that's what talk I was your saying. shit bro i think it was cool though <laughs> like referring back to what i said though that like you guys all had your own separate hustles you came together and you made something really great and that's basically i mean you and i were kind of the same way except i just didn't know that you were a youtuber at the time i remember 
like I remember you gave me your Instagram and I got your Instagram and you had like I think you had 30k on Instagram. I remember being like this guy has a lot of fucking followers for some reason. <laughs> and I went and I click on his Instagram link in his bio and it was his YouTube channel. He's, he's redneck trolling. Yeah, he's like, and, then, and I was yeah exactly. He was, <laughs> he was doing like redneck trolling videos. Well, I think he was a little older than at that point he had done those already. But I remember like his his channel was still young too. Dallas had about 250k, <laughs> 280 when I met him and. And now you guys are you guys are just fucking gone off and made the goons and and that's like to me it reminds me a lot of kind of like what we did with the band you just join forces and you compile all your resources and make one great big project yeah, and uh, yeah. that's super fucking cool man it really is yeah I I yeah. could have never foreseen a podcast or a group when I first started YouTube I was just doing everything yeah. alone figuring everything out alone it's so nice yep. to actually like have a group of people to exactly fall back on to to get advice from to just share experiences with and shit it's very nice yeah that's like a lot of what dallas and i were talking about too we've said that exact same thing that like when we started making music neither of us really believed we were going to be in a band because where we grew up both small places in south carolina and georgia and we were like listen we like from the towns we grew up in the only people that listened to metal music were our mom and dad and, and mm. you know dallas's mm-hmm. case it was just his dad but like you know, some of us weren't even lucky enough to be graced with music that wasn't the top 50 or whatever they, whatever bullshit they play yep. on the fucking radio station in the car. And so, you know, for us, we didn't really see it as there was a market for music where we lived and we, we just started doing our own independent projects. And that was why when I finally met him and he met me, we both had the same feeling like, oh shit, like, wait a minute. Like I found somebody that's as good as I am that also wants it as bad as I do, and now the the possibility to make it work is actually there, and it's that feeling is like yeah. awesome because yeah. you almost can't really you can do it by yourself, but you know you you having the collaboration and like you said having somebody to fall back on and get advice from all that shit is just profoundly important. It makes all the more sense to have a team as opposed it, it, to do it by it yourself. It really is, dude. It it really is. I, I would say the 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 friendship aspect of Most of important. everything. It really is. It, it sounds corny. It sounds like some motivational fucking speaker sort of bullshit that you'd hear. But like you know, me and Ethan, for example, like Ethan was a a big proponent and and to me being the the uh sort of of person that I am because you 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 grow up you grow up especially in a in a small town a small southern nobody gives a, fu- a fuck like i mean i i'm from if you threw a, a dart at south carolina i mean you still wouldn't even hit where I'm from. <laughs> the dart you know, would be like, too big to cover the town. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I'm a nobody from nowhere, and and seeing someone like that. Ethan, you know, yeah, <laughs> I, like it, it's so it's so important, like having friends and having people that you can confide in. Because I was I I personally was uh, af- afraid of how I feel. I was afraid of the things that I like, and this is before the internet. Like, I, I mean, I grew up, me and Ethan, you know, we, we grew up in a time in the South that is so, it so predates the internet by a landslide. It's we very were forgotten living, about, too. We were living I in mean, the past. 
Like living, <laughs> living like <clears throat> living in the in the Stone Age, pretty much. <laughs> well, like yeah. we were talking was, about. Uh, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for butting in, but like to put it into perspective for the listeners, we were talking about it on the RV that like when you guys were growing up. I wasn't around for it, but you guys were around to see the last of the smoking sections in, in like restaurants. Like yeah, you guys yeah. were talking about that. Yeah. That's, that's about as, you know, to think <laughs> that that was even still like acceptable when you guys were yeah. young was like, it is like fucking nuts. I remember <laughs> it was just very different. I remember sure. sitting in a fucking Applebee's and I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember what Applebee's looks like on the inside, but like, uh, the smoking section would just be like a wall. That's like, like waist high. And then yeah, section, yeah, yeah. the smoking section shit. over there. And there's literally people just smoking like two inches from your face, but they're in the smoking section. That shit was so yeah. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> the truth. And, and, so and uh, you know, growing up for me, you know, I, I, I really, <laughs> I didn't have a lot of friends and a lot of people that I could uh, confide in with how I felt as a person or how my mentality sort of uh, you know granted the internet was was it, it was here but a lot of people weren't using that to its advantage ethan was a person in my life that reflected a lot of what i felt <laughs> in a way and 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 ethan was like sort of the guy that would come to me and be like you know you you're not wrong you're for, not crazy. Uh, thank you. Don't worry. You're you're not crazy because <laughs> like a lot of ideas or a lot of like things that I thought as far as the music, as far as the YouTube, uh, any sort of online entity, it, from an outsider perspective, as a viewer, to somebody watching this, you may feel like oh to be in Soup's position or Dew's position or Ethan or Brady, like to be in their position is, is wild. And I could never imagine myself there, but like, that's how I felt. Yeah. Everybody who's had it has had the same exact thought process. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's how I felt as a kid. And I was, I, I very, very much felt that. Like we I just I run felt, things by each other and we're like, I don't yeah, know. We're I, not, I felt like I was an outsider. I felt like I was a a weirdo. I felt like I was a fucking moron. Well, I'm not falling into the uh, like status quo of yeah. my quote unquote niche society. Yeah, like different than I, your peers. I've, yeah, all in I'm, line, I, soldier. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt <laughs> get a cookie very cutter much, job. Do what yeah, everybody I, else be doing. You have a few in, options. Do one of these. Yeah. Yep. There's no in, other. In, inside of inside of me i very much felt like i should fall in line and the people Mm -hmm. that were older than me told me professional welder shana ford used vr training developed by forge fx to hone her skills as a welder the more time that you spend practicing it that's what separates a good welder from a great welder vr training can help students like shana repeatedly practice specific skills Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You got to be here. You got to yeah. be here. You got to do this. If you this don't, this is do the this. way to do it. Well, yeah. throughout all and, of school, you're taught exactly how to think, get in line, do this. You're gonna prepare for college. You're gonna get a job. Even our coaches gonna, too, like playing yeah. baseball. Yeah, like our like, coaches like, were the same way. Like uh, yeah, like the, baseball the men in our lives, or, the the leaders in our lives were like that. Yeah, it was yeah, like, like this is what you have to do or this. Or, well, it was you know very, I mean? like, it was yeah. very black and white. Thinking. Stay here. It's, so it's yeah. like yeah, a one like, choice like, or the other choice. It was a lot. Yeah, of, like uh, very, very black and white. Like if you don't fall in line here, you're a bad person. You're gonna go to hell, I guess, yeah. in a in a religious aspect. And uh, it was no thinking know, outside the box. That was not there, promoted yeah, there, there in was, any way. There was no. There was no. <laughs> yeah, like Ethan said, there's no outside mentality to it when you grow up in a small small southern town and you know there's nothing wrong with having i guess that mentality if that's what you're you're about but it it was nice to have someone like Ethan that really really i guess m- made me feel as a person like you know what <laughs> I'm not crazy. Yeah, I, I'm not like. Like your existence so, was justified in the way. Yeah. yeah, so so far, out outlandish because a a lot of people, you know, where he, he where we grew up and where we're from and small ass fucking nowhere South Carolina and in, in the South in general, it, it's very much do this, do this. You got to do this. You do what you your dad did or do what uh, you know. Yeah. It's just like. Yep, it's Fall just like here's line. the natural order of events, and you must follow those. Yeah, and and I mean, luckily I branched out and I saw the internet and I saw bands that I like doing this sort of thing, and and then I went away everything. to college instead. Yeah, <laughs> you pussy, I, you I fell in line with the Matrix. Hey, <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> that's not even the Matrix where I'm from. That's still yeah. outside the box. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where where Ethan went was like, here's the Matrix and here's Ethan. Yeah, <laughs> but it was always nice to have somebody who like like Ethan, and I love that motherfucker. I do. I I seriously can say that I would not be the person I was without Ethan because he Buddy. very much. No, dude, I, I don't I, like. It's the truth. I very much felt this sort of way, and you know, I I felt like this, and Ethan was very much the guy that was like, <laughs> "You're validated. You're you're validated. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not. Oh, well, we did that not, for each other. It's just like friends, you know. Yeah. Like we we you did that for me too. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. was because a lot and, of other people were very like. Here we go. Got to do what yeah. Daddy did. And, you know what I mean? And, and like, and me and Ethan, our whole life, we we confided in one another and and how we felt for sure about certain things or our view of the outside world. Because a, a lot of people where we're from, they they don't see that. They don't ever get to uh, like branch out and see like 
even there's so like, much more to it so there, more there's a happen. lot more to life and there's a lot more out outside of your little bubble of of thinking and outside of like it's like here's what you as a person have been taught and told your whole life as factual and here's the world it, it's just like there's so much that can come in and and tell you and I, I, for so long, I, I felt like I was uh, a person that was wrong. I felt like I, I was a person that was uh, just on the wrong path or not, or not doing the right thing as a human. And, and Ethan would come in as my best friend and, and tell me like, you know, that, that's not wrong. And, as far as into the band, you know, because Ethan knew from the beginning, you know, we would watch Avenged Sevenfold videos, we would watch Metallica and Pantera, and like from from day one, I was like, this is what I feel like I need to do as a person. Like this is, I I love music, I love humor, I love comedy, I love this shit. Like this is my corner my small little fucking corner of the world that this is what I love. And, and Ethan was always that person to kind of like, when I, when I felt like I was outside of my boundary, he would always be like, nah, you're good. And even, even meeting Brady and starting the band, like Ethan was the the person that was sort of like, bring me back to the reality of the worldwide <laughs> scope of things and be like dude you're i promise you're good you're on the right path and, you ain't and brady, crazy buddy don't worry yeah guy, and, and brady brady <laughs> brady too you know brady was and and even you do like and you know i might be a little drunk yeah but seriously <laughs> yeah it's all right <laughs> i was gonna say that's okay we're letting you go but, you but know, seriously you know. like you no, I like this not, Dallas. Like it, yeah. it, it oh, might man. be sweet. It, it might be this sweet. This is why I give you a big old hug and wet kiss if I'm with you. But yeah. it's <laughs> but but to you, but to you guys, like Do and Brady and every everybody that's involved with the the overarching vastness, it, it it's uh it's nice to have people that are like minded and yeah. nice to have people to, to uh keep you grounded and brady is very much there in 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 everyday aspect as someone who is very much like brady's like a hornet I'm on the job brady's brady like is. i'll give him that brady, he is. brady brady's a hornet you know yeah. he he's very much if i'm if i ever get to some point that is like whatever brady much very comes in and fucking he's like do this do this do this and it's not ever something that I take keeps for you grounded. grounded and, yeah, and likewise with you, dude. Like, I I don't care, man. It, it's <laughs> it's a realistic standpoint, and someone like you that is is very similar in ideology. Yeah, and uh, whatever. It's it's nice to have people that are level headed. And, and grounded and we did not come from shit we are no, nothing no 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 and, i i have a very similar origin you know. story to you actually it's it i'm from a very random undisclosed part of missouri 
there's no music scene. There's no none yeah. of that shit. Uh, I was not. I didn't have a friend like Ethan. I was actually very discouraged to pursue uh, YouTube. And uh, <laughs> sorry my, to hear that. My parents should have called me. Yeah, I, I wish I. Yeah, Ethan, I should have <laughs> met you in this life as well. But uh, my parents were okay, but they were very much like. You get the job first, and if YouTube happens, then cool or whatever. Right. But yeah, uh, right. yeah no, I, I, I don't, I didn't like. I'm not some fucking music-born prodigy or something. And like, I was in Berkeley and doing all this shit, you know. Right. Just, Do I have a question for you though? Yeah. How, when did you start playing? I'm sure you've had this question a lot, but I just want to know. No, that's fine. Like, um, do you remember what age you started or around what time? My my introduction. Introduction? I might be a little drunk. <laughs> you right. <laughs> Listen, I could be drunk. I might be a little drunk. Of that gamer subs, code goons. But uh, <laughs> my intro, quick, code my goons. introduction to uh, to music was in like fourth grade. My my mom made me play violin in the orchestra at school, oh, wow. which I fucking hated at the time because it it took place during recess. So uh, right. it was Good very much, though. very much a bad thing in my life at the time. Uh, you still right. rip some Lynn? I, I ripped some Lynn, bro. I was, I was, <laughs> I was not very good. I did not take it seriously and, and whatever. Um, but uh, so I did that for like a year, and then around age twelve, my dad had a, an acoustic laying around. My dad was like, yeah, in 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 uh, a pretty big band for the area. He played a lot of shows, played in various different states. Right. Uh, was cool. he a guitar player? He was a guitar player, lead guitar. Yep. Oh and, wow! Um, nice. He was pretty fucking good. Um, and uh, but he was like super rusty at this point. He had quit and he had done the sort of artsy thing. Then had kids and went and got more of the corporate life. So he kind of left that behind. Um, right. But yeah, he had some of his shit laying around, guitars, amps, and whatever. And so I just sort of gravitated towards those. And then that's when it was like, I really fucking like guitar. Violin yeah. was not the thing for me. But uh, that's awesome. So, yeah, that's so really that, awesome. that is awesome. He taught me for maybe a year, and then everything else was just like listening to tapes, listening to like actual cassettes to age myself a little bit, yeah. listening to fucking cassettes and um, trying to pick it out by ear. Trying to pick it out by ear, which I'm actually glad I did it that way. And I didn't have like yep. all formal lessons because I feel like I started developing my ear kind of early on, um, which is really important to do. It that really, perfect pitch really helps. That perfect pitch <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Developing your ear is by far the most important metric, I believe, too. Because I'm entirely self-taught. I haven't nice. had a lesson, but like my old man was a drummer and still is a drummer, and like he, you know, he's the reason I got behind a drum kit, you know, because he had a drum kit upstairs that he'd play all the time, and so a similar story. But yeah, it's it's really awesome, I think, too, especially if you if your parents are musicians that you know. If they've got stuff laying around, they'll let you play it. Pick it up and try it, because you never know. Like you might really like it. And and dude's yeah. dad said, "Son, one day you will see dicks on the eagle." <laughs> yeah. like, he prophesied <laughs> over me that I would see more right. naked yeah. men than any man has ever seen. You'll strum the yeah. guitar for yeah. the dicks. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes Luckily, they'll struck strum their. I might be drunk. They'll strum their <laughs> dick back at you. Yeah. Fuck Luckily like, for oh. me, m my dad. He was a bass player and uh, a couple What? Uh, Dallas. Yeah, dad, your yeah. dad played bass? Yeah. You never told me this the whole time I knew you? Yeah, bro. I didn't, I didn't think it was badass. important. That's badass. Oh, yeah, he, my he, God. He Yo, played bass sick. for a little while. Hell, yeah. I'm but sorry it, for freaking out. Was, I just, that it totally blew my fucking mind. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, the, the big thing 
which is funny for me because I never, never in a million years thought that I, as <laughs> the the bass player of uh, Slackjaw, my band, would ever. I I never thought I would be a bass player. You uh, always played my, guitar growing up, always. Yeah, my mm-hmm. my dad, he he very very much ingrained in me. He played bass. He, you know, whatever. He, he that was that was his thing. <laughs> and, he was uh, nasty. He was a bass player. <laughs> true. He was a bass player. He he very very much ingrained in me and any music that I listened to growing up: Metallica, Pantera, yep. Slayer, yep. Megadeth, Godsmack, Avenged Sevenfold, whatever. Yep. He he, yeah, like he very much country anything. He very much ingrained in me as a person the uh, the rhythm. That was something that like <laughs> he would he would pick me up from school. He would pick me up. He picked me and Ethan up. We would be. I was getting up ready to say. Yeah, yeah, me and Ethan, he he would pick us pick us up from school and the rhythm, the uh the feel <laughs> of the music was something that he always always ingrained in me. And the, and he told me at, at a very very young age was very much that the the rhythm and the feel of the music and how the drums sort of like do whatever and how the bass correlates with what the drums are doing. That was something that he very much ingrained in me. And I I gravitated towards the guitar and and towards the riffs and everything, but the rhythm and how the feel of the overall music whatever it's, we were listening to. It's was, random too cuz I wasn't like Another reason I loved hanging out with Dallas so much is I wasn't even allowed to listen to that music really at my house. So yeah, I always like every time crazy. hanging out with Dallas, like it was like, you know, Godsmack, Metallica, whatever. Like I grew up. Go over and sin for a little while. Because of that. Yeah. Like, and I would come <laughs> home with Ozzy. I'd play some Ozzy when I got home. My mom yeah, would Ozzy, hate it. all that. Yeah. I yeah. really feel bad for kids that whose parents don't let them listen to what they want to listen to. I just wasn't allowed. That's and I love the really drums. shitty feeling. Mm. The drums yeah, was always I, my I thing. Wasn't, like, I wasn't like, cause I grew allowed. up like when I was a young kid, I was listening to 1919 eternal the black label society. And like, mm. I was listening mm-hmm. to 10,000 days by tool. So like my, I mean, my mom was playing tool. My dad was playing black label and, and black Sabbath. My and, mom used to, my mom loves like black Sabbath and shit. So I'm very fortunate nice. in that way too. Yeah. Dubro, yeah, yeah. Dubro listens to black Sabbath. Hell Think about yeah. that for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was Hell yeah, up do, not, bro. <laughs> I was not allowed to play that in my house, and like I yeah, loved the drums, was, and I was loud. the drums were yeah. not loud in my house. I was like, yeah, no. uh, we, me and Ethan are similar in, in an aspect to, to where it was very, very much against the uh, against the uh, status quo, I guess, to uh, <laughs> even cuss, like even. <laughs> Having a rock, like (laughs) rock, like, dude, I'm telling you, like, if you listen to, like, Hoobastank, I mean, it was, (laughs) (laughs) like, dude, my mom would be like, look, Casey Crowns is, 
Casting Crown is playing a little bit too heavy right here. I don't like Yeah, them. like, dude, li- listening <laughs> to the about hell. Skillet. Yeah, like, it, I, I'll tell you this, like, uh, listening to, like, Nickelback, even growing up, like, <laughs> as, yeah. as funny as it may sound to, to people listening now, listening to, to just as something as simple as Nickelback, Creed, you know, Matchbox 20. Shine like, Down. Shine oh, Down, stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, stuff stuff like that for me was was very very much on the extreme side of things, and yeah. <laughs> for your mom, because luckily your dad was cool and would let us like we would listen to yeah good music and shit. But like both of our moms were just nausea. Yeah, yeah. Not gonna happen. Our our mothers were super super Christian, and you know there's there's nothing wrong with that. There's there's nothing wrong with that mentality if that if that's what you want to have and that's what you want to do, that's fine. But there is something yeah, wrong yeah. with controlling what music your kid can and can't listen to. Though. Yeah, but there's something. I think so. Maybe that's not in, a good position no, to have. You, but you know, you're not you're not wrong though. But there's something in the in inside of you that wants to explore and wants yeah. to like. Go to the extreme. I'm just like, damn! I won't even listen to the words. I just like the damn drums. It just like, sounds cool. Like, listen to the drums. Yeah. Well, don't like, I don't care about what the words are saying. A lot of the times, this kind of mentality is the rubber band effect. I've seen it happen because uh, it's a very yeah. conservative area here. A lot of friends conservative. The parents who are the strictest, you know, uh, once they get out on their own, they become fucking wild. So, that's yeah, like the preacher's daughter thing. Yeah, yeah, you can only true. you can only go so far with that. You know, yeah, yeah, that's very true for sure. I don't but know. But I, I, I see that effect in a lot of uh, Slackjaw fans, even like when, when they come to our shows. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. People that will talk to me will say, um, I I never really listened to uh, rock, a- any kind of rock, like <laughs> at all. Yeah, baseline. Like I, I've never even listened to like Creed. I've never listened to Nickelback. I've never listened to like any of these like, you know, quote unquote, uh, main level successful r- bands, rock bands that have made it and are. <laughs> substantial in rock I, I've never listened to like Nickelback I've never listened to Creed never heard of Metallica I've never heard of like Rat Poison Guns and Roses I mean like you would you would think like someone like us we've heard that like we, we know Guns and Roses we know uh, Poison we know Rat we know Aerosmith but people that come to our shows, like Slackjaw shows, will come up to me and Brady and say, you are the first 
rock band we've ever heard. That that like right there cool. is like <laughs> fucking. Nuts. It's like, dude, it's kind of cool to hear. Honestly, that's what we yeah. get. I would it's like, say, buddy, that's you are in for a long road, brother. It's like I got a treat for you, son. <laughs> it's like if you think we're good, I wish we could got, switch places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a little band called Godsmack. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Go right. type it in Ben Sevenfold in Google and tell me what you think. But that is, yeah. yeah, that's one of the greatest compliments. Like a lot of these kids, they haven't really got to experience the the heavier side of music. But you know, they grew up, their parents listened to you know like '80s pop music, so they grow up listening to what their friends listen to in high school. It's the top forty, whatever. But it's really cool. I think that like seventy percent of our fan interactions are people coming up to us and saying that like we put them on to this genre. Mm-hmm. Now they like Lona Shore, now they like whatever. You're like the and we're not taking band. Yeah, we're not by no means are we saying this to say that like it's cool that we're putting them Well, we are saying it's cool to put them on. We're not taking credit for putting them into the genre, but at the same time it's like, dude, you were somebody that watched soup videos on YouTube and were like, Hey, soup has a band. Never listened to metal music. Listen to Slackjaw. Heavy as fuck. Liked it. That is like a huge, huge compliment. It really is. Like, yeah. I, do, I do think that's still the coolest thing about the playing the shows to me is is when is when kids come up and they say that because it's, you know, to to turn somebody into a fan of an entire genre that they hadn't heard previously and have it be as extreme as it is in our nature. It's like it's a one in a million shot, but it feels like it happens every day we go play these shows. It's it's really yeah. fucking cool. For sure. It's like, dude, you've never heard uh, Do play guitar? Well, hey, if you think, uh, you know, we are good at guitar. (laughs) Okay, buddy. You should watch (laughs) Do. And, you know, they they get into... Play the anime theme song on Amigos to a guy with his dick out of his shorts. (laughs) You're going to read for a ride, buddy. (laughs) It it happens. I'm just playing. No, I got you. Ugh. That that kind of shit happens, and it it blows my mind. Yeah. Oh, I when that happens, I, yeah, it's like, dude, I get comments you think, like that too. Like, yeah. I was gonna say, dude, I bet you get a lot of comments like that. It, it's a little bit different. Um, I mean, obviously, I introduce people to like a, a wide array of music because it's like whatever the fuck people want to hear on Omegle. So it's like totally random. So people yeah, hear all I've sorts of shit. Yeah, I seen you do lots of different like genres and styles, which is part of the reason why I like. You know, I've been following you for so long because of that. Like, just, yeah. you can. It seems like you can play almost anything, which Shit. is really that's a skill in and of itself because it's tough. Yeah, I kind of. Oh, yeah, dude's a beast. I kind of. Oh, thanks, man. This is that's the most wholesome. I'd suck I love, dude. Suck, suck the white <laughs> off my cock, baby. But uh, a lot of white on my screen, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I it kind of I kind of got forced into that because like I would just take requests and shit, and so it's like. Um, that's when I, I, I think I definitely got a lot better at the instrument. It's like when yeah. people say that they're stuck in a rut, it's typically because they've learned, uh, they're metal, not learning metal riff 47. Um, and so yep. when you go out there, you play like funk jazz fusion, you play pop, you play country, like that shit will break you out of your, your box. Get out of that Thank pentatonic scale. I could shit. see that. You're the first yeah. person I've heard stress the importance of that. Yeah. I feel like an echo chamber when I say that on Instagram all the time, but that's the truth of it. Like there is no such thing as a rut. You just stop learning shit. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're if you're in a rut, what's your favorite band? It's like, oh, if you if it comes to mind, if it's a band with an instrument, it's like, well, why don't you try learning one of their songs? Yep. What the fuck? Like you're in a rut, so get out of it. Yep. You know, literally play like whatever's on the opposite spectrum into the spectrum of what you play. Go learn that shit. Yep. 
and it, it really does like that's part like I was in a rut for a long time especially with leads where I felt like I was really slowing down like I hit that plateau yeah like where like where I could do a lot of legato I'm still there I'm, I'm almost out of it but like I'm branching the shred level and it's like I'm almost there but one of the things that I learned being in that rut of like not necessarily being able to be at that level of proficiency was that I went to the bluegrass style of like country chicken picking. Oh yeah. I started learning how to hybrid pick and stuff. Yes. And man, dude, I've been playing for over 10 years and I have never felt more stupid like sitting there going, holy shit. I yeah, feel yeah. like I've never like touched this before. And I spent like five, six months just getting good at it. And it's that yep. alone, it motivates you because then you, re- you feel inspired to start learning harder shit. The harder shit you learn, the better you get. Yes, it's sir. really that simple. Like, yeah, hype. I was. I'm really glad too that we were able to offer this. That at least out of everything that we said in the podcast for people who are musicians, that's the most important part right there. Yeah. Is what Do said. It literally because that advice will get you out of any rut at all. Oh yeah. Anytime I've ever been like, man, my playing's getting stale. Like, just I just learn like. Have I learned the gypsy scale before? Like, I don't know. Like, will I ever use yeah. it? I don't know. But like, whatever. Go learn it. You know, the gypsy scale. Just, yeah, just man. Learn, learn something, some random bullshit, and you'll be like, holy shit! Like, like you were saying, like hybrid picking. I started doing that sometime last year, like more and more, and I was like, damn, I was I was retarded for not doing this sooner. It just yeah, makes but, sense to do. But I like it. Yeah. yeah. So now that I do it, and you have the roll technique down, it's like, oh man, you yeah. can. Yeah, I, I'm loving experimenting like now with Slackjaw songs. You know, yeah. there's solos that I'm trying to do like hybrid chicken pick in the solos, and it's it's like we'll see what it turns out like. But Put some polyphia shit in a Slackjaw song. Yeah, it's like this extra layer of of shit that you know it's it's something you had in your toolbox before you had uh, started working. So it's like now mm-hmm. that you've got a tool, your job's a little easier, and you can do more shit with it. It's a it's a very it's a very powerful tool the learning on the guitar you know especially like you said with different styles there's a lot to be learned from jazz guitar too that was one of the oh, things I did I picked oh, up yeah. a jazz theory book man that'll oh. blow your dick off sideways I still don't understand I've gone through it already I don't understand half of it I have to go back and like jazz is decipher. a trip and a half yeah yeah it's tough bro it's really hard yep but it's fun though it's hard but it's fun. So as long as that's what it is for everybody else, you know, and of course, like practicing isn't fun all the time, but you know, if you can stay disciplined and you know, Mm -hmm. that's the key. That's the hardest part is staying on the track. As long as you stay on the track sooner or later, you'll get to where you want to be. Well, the common, the the common denominator between all really good guitar players is that they've all put in their 10,000 hours. Everybody's always just like, Oh, I wish I had that talent. You know how many hours this motherfucker has played this instrument? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's not, they, they, they didn't come out the pussy playing Ingve, you know? Right. So, yeah. That's a, and it's definitely like certain people too have different feels that are vastly different. Like, I think the way, you know, like Ingve plays the guitar versus the way somebody like Dimebag plays versus like BB King. You're talking about three different, totally mm-hmm. different even, approaches even to vibrato, different approaches to scales. Yeah. I was going to say, Dallas and I are like totally different too. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, the uh, b- like beauty of of a song is like I- I'll uh, come up with a riff or something, or or Brady will will come to me with a riff, and the riff is pretty much the uh, basis of where a song will kind of go in a sense. But like I'll I'll come to Brady with a riff, and how I 
I play a riff or whatever, it, and I'll send it to Brady, and he'll be like, "What the fuck? Like, how did you play that?" And and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Brady is ten times the guitar player that I will ever be. Nah. I mean, Brady, Brady, <clears throat> and, and even you do like. You you can take what I will uh, imagine on a guitar, and and so much take it to another level or even like vice versa like brady will bring something to me and it'll be like whoa you you thought this way about it okay well that's i I never thought about it this kind of way like it's just such a yeah we need each other beautiful we need each other yeah yeah it's It's so beautiful it's it's beautiful because like the riff or a lick on a guitar (laughs) like you know, I'll play it one way. Brady will play it another way. Ethan will fuck it up entirely. Say why? <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, dude, and he'll, dude he'll makes play a shred it flawlessly. Out of it. Yeah, he doesn't fuck up. I'll give you my, uh, my yeah. opinion. That's about it. But I'll that, listen to it for about that's... twenty seconds and then play it on the spot. Yeah, I yeah, play the G chord. Here's dude using two fingers to tap arpeggios. Yeah. <laughs> but that that that's the beauty of music because not yeah. not one way is uh the right way just yeah. just like with a joke or with a, a comedic comedic thing like sometimes i'll make a joke and you'll make a joke that's better it, it's so ah, i love it dude i love it it's so much it, it's it a crazy is so, place in this world it's crazy there'll be shit it happening is, and shit time happening there's things there's shit running shit be down going my leg <laughs> that'll be shit on me peg leg me boy there'd be shit running down my leg <laughs> 100%. But the the overall mentality of it is very human, and I like I really really love the humanity to everything we do. It's raw. I do it, it. It sounds corny, but like so 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 many people will think that like you know the the uh, the goons or uh, whatever. Like we're sitting there reading a script. <laughs> Or, yeah, but it, it's yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah, hell like, of a writer. Who the like, fuck dude, writing this shit? <laughs> like, but, but it, it, it's funny. But <laughs> the so mastermind behind it all. Yeah, dude. That so many people shrooms. think that. So many people think that there is some writer, or there is some some guy, this like, do at twenty seconds, say this. And it's like we know, do ain't that, that smart, bro? Hell no, I can't. Yeah, I'm saying, unless you're t- unless you're doing like a fucking advertisement, that's the only time you have to ever do that. We do, well, yeah, yeah like, obviously, yeah, we write scripts for those, but mm-hmm. yeah, there there's a big big um, level of person, level of it is us just orchestrating what is going to happen. I I I feel like. To a lot of our fans, there's a big, big disconnect as to uh, them as a person. As like, oh, I could never do something like this. I'm, I'm, I'm nobody. I, I live here and I do this. And it's like, man, where do you think we came from? Nowhere. You know, it's it's yeah. just that's that. why you have the internet. You can you can now be in a position where where you're born doesn't matter. Because the internet is another platform for you to succeed. So 
if you're in a small rural southern town whatever you can still make opportunities for yourself right yeah as long as yeah <laughs> and then inevitably inevitably right you can move but like that you know it's a, it, it changes the game for a lot of people there's a lot of bands that have come out of small places that wouldn't have come out in the last 20 years if it wasn't for how the internet's gotten well think about one of those things yeah. think about like polyphia like so much of their yeah. like they're like the most influential like guitar band now right currently they without the internet they would have probably just never gotten the traction fell apart yeah yeah because because their style is say, a little different it's a little yeah. out there uh but very their, their style is so neo like it's so new age that it's almost like internet derivative yeah. Like they're playing they're playing like shit that you would see on the internet. Crazy people playing all kinds of different, you know. I you know, the technicality of what they play, it's such it's at such a high caliber. It's almost like you're you're feeling like you're watching the internet realm when yeah. you're looking at those guys play cuz they they've drawn all different kinds. You can tell like the bands they're influenced <laughs> by, but just like the way they choose to write music and shit is unlike anything that anybody else has done. Definitely very virtuosic so if that's a word. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree with you completely. I, have I think shit that's why a lot of people loved, into my you know, Crocs. like the classic bands like Pantera and like they loved Ozzy for that same reason. They had virtuosos like just everywhere, playing the drums, playing the guitar. You had master songwriters. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, shit yeah. like that was it was very prevalent. I think it still is too, but it's just not on the, at the same scale, obviously. You know. Yeah. But I think we'll still have like our next Pantera and stuff, you know, if it's not already there, I guess. Can't really say that now that they're doing the reunion tour, I guess. But, you know, <laughs> right. there will always be the greats of each, of each, uh, you know, thing. I just hope that fucking we can like leave a mark that's pretty significant. That's what I want to do. I want to be able to die knowing that like Slackjaw was able to put something noteworthy in the book of heavy metal, you know, for either the new, new wave of American metal or whatever the fuck it may be, whatever they call it. I just hope that we fucking make a difference. It, it, it's just so up to uh, interpretation. It, it's just like <laughs> me and Brady, when, we, when me and Brady will sit here in, in my garage or in my bedroom or whoa, where, where, whoa, whoa, where are we Back going? in the day... And, in the shower. Back yeah, in the day, like, it used to be the fucking like, attic room. A lot of room. good music in the shower. <laughs> Wherever we sit and whatever we may do, it's never something that... It, there's never a right answer. There, There's never a right or wrong way to doing things, regardless of content creation, music, it's just whatever you feel and and that is it, that's just it it's whatever you feel is right and however you feel things are going don't don't be afraid don't don't be afraid of yourself or your intuition Unless your intuition is to kill your parents or something. I mean, be afraid of that. Right, yeah. Well, then kill your parents and (laughs) eat your skin. (laughs) Well, then, in that case, be the best you can be. (laughs) I feel so inspired. Uh, (laughs) Fucking A, Yeah, Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail your... (laughs) But no, it's true. It's... it's (laughs) That was good. (laughs) 
But it, it, it's true, man. I, I just feel like a lot of people listening think that there's a right or wrong way. and there's Hell there's no. Nope. Yeah, that's be what makes it so hard no. to do. There's no right way don't, to do it. Don't be don't don't be afraid of who you are. Don't be afraid to express yourself. Don't be afraid to stretch the boundaries of of what what you've been told is the norm. Yep. Because just like me and Ethan, you know, we we me and Ethan were very much like Hook, line, sinker. This is the way. This is the truth. This is how you got to be. This is very much how you have you have to be this way. You got to be like this person. You got to be like that. You got to be like this. You got to be like that. It's like you have to fall into these categories. And, and that's, that is something that I very much as a person on an outside level have to have to deal with i i still feel very much uh restricted by uh these boundaries that are set and it's it's just not really that way you know there's no right confident in yourself too and like knowing that you can make decisions for yourself and you don't always yeah if you feel like something should be a different way or yeah, you know, don't be afraid you to don't, think a different way. Be don't confident follow in the yourself. herd. Yeah, if you don't have yeah. any self, but it takes that confidence, get though, you that self confidence. But even so, still, like whatever you think, like whatever level you may imagine, me, I can't speak for anybody else in the goons, but me personally. At, at a level that you may think or or not think that I'm at, there there's still that level of uh, restriction, and it, it's for me especially. I'm very much trying to still break the boundaries of of what is right and what is wrong, and you know, it, there there's no there's no right or wrong answer to life yeah just uh not to be like some drunk uncle who's on here ranting but uh <laughs> oh good thing you, you know, don't have a niece or a nephew buddy good thing i haven't <laughs> good, good thing i haven't i haven't been drinking but uh don't don't be afraid to be yourself because Correct. that 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 is still something for me jimbo lations one one what <laughs> that that is, that is that, that's stuff. still something for me personally that I struggle with is is uh uh a fear I I fear to uh be myself and I, yeah. I fear to uh express myself well, on a certain level like if but I were like if I were you or do which I would feel this way too is like I feel like a lot of what you're saying at least to me seems to be a lot of like YouTube too. Uh, YouTube dictates a lot of what you can and can't say. And like, I remember you were telling me in the RV about how they changed the rules or something like uh, with the swearing mm-hmm. and that it's made it harder for y'all that you have to fucking edit the first, like what, two minutes or something. That's part of the reason too. Why I, I just stopped doing YouTube. Cause I was like, dude, fuck this man. 
you're talking about like the only people on the platform that are worth watching, which are the entertainers, right? The people that are trying to put a smile on people's faces. You're going to tell them, you're going to dictate what they can and can't say. It's like, that's the reason why you can watch YouTube signed in or not. Like that's why there's a fucking, uh, you know, age restriction. There's a kid's version of the app. Yeah. I was going to say they have a kid's version yeah. of the app. It's just, to me, it's insane too. In an ever growing digital age, the, the censorship that, you guys have to go through as YouTubers. It, it fucking would, it's it would really get worse. piss me off. Yeah, it, it has really only been getting off. worse over time. Uh, it, yeah. I hate to say, but if you look at the trend, yeah. not just with YouTube, but I mean, anyways, the world. Twitch, it's only yeah, get worse. all of it. Yeah, yeah it's just I mean, worse you would worse. think uh, you would the trend think speaks an, for itself. If you look at the fucking, if you look, made a yeah. fucking line graph, like it would yeah, speak for you itself. Would, you would think from an outsider sort of uh perspective that that me and do have like a sort of say or like <laughs> this isn't going to happen but that 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 is uh dude very I don't even have anyone at YouTube I could talk truth. to <laughs> like yeah, yeah you have to DM them have you have you not I mean anybody who's used Twitter has seen people they have to tweet at the YouTube Twitter just to talk to somebody about shit. That so is incredible. We, we ain't got to say about anything. No. Right. Yeah. You, guys, you at, think, guys at your level. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, you, I'm not. You, right. I'm not flexing my yeah. sub count, but you would think at six exactly. million yeah. there would be right. someone I could text at a at a drop of a hat and yeah. be like, "Hey, what what is this?" But right. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Here's you my think, concern. Or like, where? Yeah, like, why did you guys take away? all of my money <laughs> right. that's the thing yeah, yeah it's not right. even like you guys you guys have uncertainty as to when you're getting paid you know like the average person yeah. would think like dude i would never fucking start a job that my boss was like well, <laughs> right. we'll see if you get paid for this or like you get paid for it for three days and then somebody doesn't like it reports it and day five it gets taken down and you no longer make any money from it oh well, yeah, like, yeah you think but about dude, you go I, into I, you go into the office on, on monday and, and and when you get in the office, you stub your toe and you go fuck, and you make no money that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the first two no, minutes no. you walked in the office, dude, yep. dude, you dropped the f bomb. Do do is very much very much right about that. Yeah. From a, a YouTube a YouTube standpoint, what can y'all very, do to push back on that? Like, is there? It's I mean, very there's almost nothing you guys to can a, do. To a, it's very similar with a. Uh, it's it it all comes down to a, a creative mindset is like you know when we make a joke it's like how do you how can you as a corporation say that this this joke or or something that we're not necessarily saying means this versus this it's like you you as a corporation can't necessarily say that oh yeah right well yeah. and like, it's dependent on who reviews your video because there right, are definitely people too. who are yep. a lot more conservative with what you can put out there so i think that yeah i think that you should be assigned like a person and you should see their like screen name yep. or something like like a fucking guidance counselor yeah yeah you should, like, like should, you should have somebody to take care of you Exactly, so that at least it's you consistent. You guys can talk about what's allowed and like have an idea of what, right, right, like what can happen, and you know what I mean. Like just have someone to communicate with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's if, a good if, point, if, honestly. But you would you would think that if Gopher Fucker Forty Seven is the guy that always reviews my videos, then then I can hope for some consistency at least. You know, <laughs> right, right, yeah. Fair enough. You can know what to but, expect. Yeah. 
but that that doesn't always happen and that's not always the case and and is that a uh, a good thing or is it a bad thing uh, you, you know bad you you never know i would say it's bad it's pretty thing. objectively bad it's, yeah. it's subjective <sighs> but subjective objective whatever <laughs> I got shit running down my legs, into my Crocs, out of the holes of my Crocs. Anyway, we've been doing the podcast for like <laughs> it's two... Two and a half hours for this one, so... Yeah! Two and a half yeah, hours. baby! It, 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 it's been a great time. And uh, everyone that has been here and listened, uh, I I hope that uh, you on a, a personal level... Whatever you think, believe, agree with, whatever, can can take something that uh no matter who you are uh what you listen to uh w- whatever who it doesn't matter whatever you are feeling don't don't be afraid of uh who you are as a person and don't be afraid to uh express yourself in any creative outlet if if you are a, a person listening that wants to do YouTube, wants to do music, wants to uh, anything. If you're an artist, you, you want to draw something, you want to be musical. I hope that you as a person can feel like that whatever you are feeling deep inside regionally, you do not be afraid to uh, express yourself and, uh, go outside of your uh boundaries as a human. Yep. Because that right there is uh it's detrimental. That's eighty percent of the uh, battle. It, it's detrimental to uh you as a person and and don't be afraid of how you feel, how you think, and uh take that and, and take your uh creativity to the next level. You could be the next best whatever. But if you don't ever try, it never happens. <laughs> don't Amen be afraid. Of, don't don't be afraid of yourself because uh, I I was very much afraid of how I felt and I'm afraid of how you. I viewed how I viewed life and and music and you know don't don't be afraid. Just fucking yeah. do it. Do the thing. Try the thing. Do the Just thing. Do it. Yes, sir. Thank you for like asking me the, Ethan, to come thing. hang. Do thanks for letting us come on to the podcast too. Yes, sir. Damn. Pleasure to meet you. It was very nice of you guys. People, I've had people like DM me on Instagram and be like, "When are you going on Goon's podcast?" And I was like, "I don't think those guys like they ain't gonna fuck with me." <laughs> when in reality, we fuck with you heavily. I know. Here I am, right? Yes, like sir. so. Fu- this is fucking twenty twenty three. It was literally same year. You are but, fucked with. I know, man. <laughs> But seriously, yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys a lot. <laughs> it was great. This was very insightful. I, I loved hearing about the uh, the other side of the touring stories and shit. And I think people will like this one a lot. It's fun. Yeah. There's it, definitely it, a lot of good information. I, I feel like a lot of people are uh, afraid, I guess, to talk about. Like there's some barrier of uh, something. But, yeah, man, be yourself. Be, be who you want to be. And don't be afraid. And... And express yourself. Fears for bitches. Don't be a bitch. Fears for bitches. <laughs> Amen. All right, Soup, do the outro.
Hey, don't be a little pussy. All right, don't be afraid, you little pussy. Hey, look at me. Look at me right now, you little pussy. Don't be afraid to go out there with your fucking R&B, uh, whatever, solo project. All right? Don't be a little pussy bitch. That's right. Get the fuck up. Go to work. Do it. <laughs> fucking do it. Rise and grind. That's all I got to say. brother. From Take this, cold uh, showers, extra... eat eight gorillas, work 74 yeah, hours a minute. Carbohydrates. <laughs> yes. Oh, Just uh, don't be afraid. Be yourself. Be uh, somebody that uh, can correlate with uh, people and have a conversation. Be open. You know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> thank, your, thank you. Thank you. Because without you listening... None of this would even be possible to begin with. Yeah, uh, very true. You're awesome. You are awesome as a person. You are loved um, outside of your society. You know, you are heard and <laughs> use code goons for GSUS. Yes, sir. Hey, <laughs> man. That's how you get them. Thank you for listening to the Goons Podcast. The CEO of, of G-Subs wants to kill all of us. He, he, hey, the CEO of G-Subs wants to kill every single one of us. Yeah, they have my parents, uh, allegedly. Holding it hostage. Yeah. Everyone I know or love is in the G-Subs basement. Yes. And you can't see it, but there's a gun out of frame in my way. You must buy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Use, right, use code goons, like, comment, subscribe, follow on Spotify, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Peace out. Thank y'all Thanks for, for listening. listening. Have a good one. Amen. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.